Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 85. You know, it's been a little while, a couple of months. We took a little hiatus, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's do a little housekeeping. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com. We have merch. We have videos. We have a couple of little random articles, things we've written that are kind of fun. Uh, but if you want to support this brand and this podcast, buy some merch. Uh, we have a sale coming up soon because we have new inventory coming out. Uh, after our hiatus, so I want to do that. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on your iTunes player or player of choice for track listings and things that we're talking about. So yeah, so it's been a little while and kind of wanted to take a little hiatus for the summer and it kind of led into the (laughs) early fall. Um, I'm a new homeowner and I've just been working on my house and wanted to chill out with my family and I just needed a little space. I mean, I think the other thing too is that because there's a lack of waves or good waves, I've just been a little bummed on surfing. And because of that, I needed some inspiration to get back into this, to be quite honest. And um, it's been far and few between. I'm just kind of getting back into the groove of things, get into the groove of surfing, got a couple of new boards. Waves are starting to pick up a little bit. I'm starting to see everybody, you know, and there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening in this world that have kind of changed things for me and um, altered my perception on the surf community. And for a long time, I was really bummed out on the surf community and just how they were and how they were acting. Oddly enough, what happened in Maui and to see how people came together to in the surf community to help that situation really lit a fire underneath me and was getting me pumped back to get into it again and get into the community again and i have you know people like jonesy to thank for that because volunteering with him and being on the ground to deliver supplies directly to people really showed me how much surfers can really care and on the flip side uh the thing that i will address on the other side of the spectrum is what we're going on or what we're going through right now with the mexi log fest You can really see how there's parts of this community that actually don't give a shit about other people and that are um, bigots and don't understand the influence they have and should choose their words more wisely. But then at the same token, if you believe a belief, you know, voice it. Just understand that there's consequences. I've never been a believer in cancel culture. I believe in consequence culture. You know, I don't think anyone should be canceled. You should be free to say whatever you want. I know there's consequences to things that I say on this podcast that a lot of people have come up to me and said, hey, you're turning off parts of the surf community. And for me, I'm like, well, that's part of the surf community I honestly don't give two shits about. So if you don't like my stance on my politics or uh, trans rights or gay rights or any of that kind of women's rights or any of that stuff, I mean, your best option is not to follow my brand and don't interact with me. And that's your choice. And that's a consequence of my actions. But I want to specifically talk about the organizers of the Mexi Log Fest. And going back, I will say, when I started my podcast, I was pretty much infatuated with the Mexi Log Fest. It looked like such a great event. It looked like one of the coolest things. I mean, everybody I knew was going, everyone's smiling, everyone's having a good time. It was a, it was kind of like a yearly get together for a mass amount of uh, longboarders and especially longboarders that want to get seen, younger kids and stuff like that, shapers and all that stuff. And it seemed great. And over the years, I will be very honest, I did sour on it because of my interactions with the organizers whenever, I won't go into details, but there were certain things that happened, conversations that really turned me off. And going to it last year in 2022, as part of the Vans uh, Joel Tudor duct tape, because we kind of used their 
beach and we used some of their facilities and all that stuff, we were down there. I realized that I wasn't wrong in thinking that people that were organizing this event might not have the best values I align myself with or that most people would that follow my podcast. And so I definitely soured on it. So when recently they posted about this entry into their contest via video and said that there would only be natural born women and natural born, born men, I was not surprised uh, in the very least. You know, I think it's expected. Um, and the thing that made me really upset is that I heard a lot of people that I'm very close to in the surf community and people that I love and that I respect. And of course I'm going to stick up for them and the same way they've stuck up for me in the community. And I put a post out recently and there's been some interaction on it and I'm not surprised by who answers and says what and you know and it, it's pretty much par for the course I mean let's just put it this way there's no there's no surprises in transphobia the people that you think are transphobic usually are and it's pretty evident it's just that they're very good at hiding it now people will say well they took that comment off and uh, blah, blah blah well they took that comment off because of pressure from their sponsors and at the end of the day the mexi log fest what it's turned into at least from my perspective is a big cash grab for the organizers if you do the numbers and start adding up how much entry fees cost and how much uh the sponsorships are putting into it and all that and you do the math and you start adding it up you see it's a lot more money than it costs to put on this event and so there's no altruism, there's no actual like awakening, there's no, hey, I realized I was wrong. There's more of like, oh shit, Howler Brothers doesn't want to sponsor us if we're transphobic, so we got to take this off. And that's not the right reason to change someone's mind. And look, if you feel that you're transphobic or you're anti-gay or whatever, dude, own it. Just own that shit. Just own it and do it and you, it's your thing. But don't go and like change it because of a money reason. You know, if you, the people who organize that contest, they can run the contest any way they want. But that also means, you know, people who decide to sign up or sponsor it have a choice as well. You know, they can't get upset if someone's like, well, you know what, I don't think I'm gonna go to your contest because you said this. Again, consequences, not canceling. Um, and I've always believed in the line, it's not what they're selling, it's what you're buying. And people could sell whatever the hell they want, but it's up to us as consumers to buy what we want to support. And at this point, you know, I don't feel it's an event I have any interest in sponsoring or doing anything with or covering or any of that stuff. I was really proud of one of my closest friends, Erin Ashley, for coming out as head judge and saying what she did. You know, she's someone I care deeply about, who's a good friend, who's someone I rely on a lot as a moral compass and someone I could really lean into. And I know that when that that phrasing came out, it did really hurt her um, and it affected her. And to see her take a stance to say, you know, I'm quitting as a judge. I, have, I don't want to have anything to do with this. That says a lot to me and it should say a lot to the surf community. So my stance on it is everybody knows I'm, I'm definitely upset but not surprised and i'm more upset not for myself i'm upset for all trans people out there who i have close relationships with 
and the ones I don't, and the ones who you know feel like they take two steps forward and one step back when something like this happens. And visibility is very important in this world, whether you be a woman, a man, trans, person of color, Asian, whatever it may be, visibility and representation is very important. And you can look at something in the mainstream as a person like Coco Goff, who just won the uh, US Open. She spoke about how when she was a little girl, she didn't think it was possible to play tennis. And then she saw the Venus, she saw Venus and Serena Williams play. And that inspired her because of representation and visibility, and she became a champion. You have to think that if we don't have representation in this world, there's so many people that don't get an opportunity to excel at something and really enliven a culture and make it more rich. So I think with the trans thing, I wish people would look at it and understand that this is only something that will make our surf culture richer and it's not taken away from people. You know, this thing of like, well, it's taking trophies away from men and women, it's taking trophies away from men. Let's be fucking honest when it comes to like longboard surfing. Women do it way better than men and it looks fucking way better, okay? At the end of the day. So stop with this fucking fear shit, you know? I'm looking forward to more contests where they do have like an open, where they're basically like, hey, it's an age group. Doesn't matter if you're a male, female, trans, whatever you want, whatever you identify as. I think that would be interesting to see and put everybody up against each other and see what happens. It'd be kind of interesting. But I'm gonna just end this with, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm bummed out when I see stuff like this. I'm happy because I've been invigorated by the support and the people who are getting behind the cause. And look, it's not about canceling someone. It's not about canceling contests. I think they should have the contest and whoever wants to participate, participates. And you know, if you make that choice, that's a choice you make. and. It's fine. It's something you have to live with. Um, and the sponsors have to do the same thing. And it is why a lot of sponsors do drop out because they know it's something they don't want to be attached to when they see stuff like this. So all I could say is, you know, it sucks. Um, wish it didn't happen, but it's the world we live in. And it's got a lot to do with like low level IQ people given smartphones that shouldn't have them. But anyway, that's my rant on that. Um, Want to go over this episode. So this episode, long time in the making. Main interview is my boy Patrick O'Connor. Patrick O'Connor of the Silent Rock crew. Amazing ripper, amazing surfer, just a great artist, great musician. I got to sit down with him. I love Patrick. I remember um, I awarded him the money for the Illis Fade in an Innocence contest, which was really fun to do. He's just really fun, really creative. I think he brings something interesting to his to especially Southern Orange County surfing. Uh, that's not the norm. And I think he's a great guy, so I interview him. Speaking of contests, I also interview one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. Ed Factor uh, from The Hot Dogger. The Hot Dogger is happening next weekend. He's one of my favorite people. The Hot Dogger is close to my heart because it was actually, I went to the first one as a spectator. It really made me want to be part of the longboard community more than anything. I got to meet Mike Siordia there, who's a very close friend of mine and be a friend for the rest of my life, and I consider him family. And I get to sit down with Ed. We talk about the contest. We talk about future of contests, all that kind of stuff. We also have some short takes. These are some recent things that I've stumbled upon. Uh, one is this uh, video called For Pleasure Only, which is pretty cool uh, with Darshan Gooch. Uh, the other one is, the second one is a video with Leah Dawson about her quiver. One of my favorite surfers, one of my favorite people. It was really cool to watch this. And kind of rounding this whole thing out, the worst video ever made from the Silent Rock crew. 
love Silent Rock, love Kevin, love David, love Ian, love the whole thing. I'm really stoked on this. Now, in terms of musical theme for this episode, this episode was actually edited months ago. And it was edited on the day of DJ Premier's uh, birthday. And DJ Premier, if you don't know, and which is sad if you don't know, if you listen to hip hop, is probably one of the most influential DJ producers in all of hip hop. Uh, he's spanned many years, worked with Gangstar, worked with newer artists, produced some of the biggest hits of boom bap hip hop that you ever know. Um, so this episode is dedicated to him and through it, I'm going to explore a lot of music that you know, that you don't know, some newer stuff, some older stuff. Uh, but sit back, relax. Thank you for tuning in again. Love having you as fans and check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. Yo, on the front, boy, jump up and get bucked. If you're feeling lucky, duck, then press your luck. I snatch fake gangster MCs and make them flambe. Your nine spray. My mind spray, malignant mist that'll leave caught defunct. The results, your remains stuffed in a car truck. You couldn't come to the jungles of the east, popping that gang. You won't survive, get live. Catching wreck is our thing. I don't gang bang or shoot out bang bang. The relentless lyrics, the only dope I slang. I'm a true master. You can check my credentials, cause I choose to use my infinite potential. Got a freaky, 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 freaky flow. Control the mic like Fidel Castro. Lock Cuba so deep. That you can scuba dive, my job's origin is unknown Like the jubas, I've accumulated honeys all across the map Cause I'd rather bust a nut than bust a cap in your back In fact, my rap snaps your sapriliac I'm the Mac, so I don't need to tote a Mac My attack is purely mental and its nature's not hit It's meant to wake you up out of your brainwash state Stagnate nonsense, but if you're prissy You'll get your snot box bust, your press up on this I flip, hoes dip, none of the real niggas skip You don't know enough math to Count the mics that I put. Keep the dirty rotten stamp. That's his verbal weapon. Spit. Spit. Gold nugget. Every time I pick up the microphone, I drug it. Unplug it on chunks with the gangster battle. Leave your nines at home and bring your skills to the battle. You're rattling on and on and ain't saying nothing. That's why you got snuff when your bump heads were dirty rotten. Have you forgotten? I'll tap your jaw. I also kick like Kung Fu flicks by Run Run Short. Made fraud bleed every time I G. Cause I perfected my drunkard style like Sam Seed. Pseudo psychos. I play like Michael Jackson when I'm busting ass. And breaking backs in hell, the putrefied aroma. Breathe too deep, and you'll wind up coma. Toast the king, I'm hard like a fifth of vodka. And bring your click, cause I'm a hard rock knocker. I got ya out on a limb, about to push you off the plank. Let you draw your cross, but you burn a shot blanks. When the east is in the house, you should come equipped. Come equipped. Like a hornet, knuckleheads get live and set it off if you want it dirty. 
rotten scoundrels is crushing fools. No jokes for styles more fatal than secondhand smoke. Don't provoke the wrath of this rhyme inventor. Cause I blow up spots like the World Trade Center. Come with this super duper on his assault mission. The text technique, cause he's a technician. Wishing he'll go away, won't help the weapons. Then skills a shot, cause any idiot can let off a glock. Hard rock smelling the clutch of the sun toucher. You claim you got beef on the streets, so watcha. Gonna do when real niggas roll up on you and you don't got your crew. Pull your glock, but you don't got the heart. You was webbed straight from the start. Bought a tool and didn't learn how to use it. Got lost in Brooklyn, so you had to lose it. Just for front, and you got that ass wet.
deal. So bring your friends before you can think twice. Cause I got more rhymes than a five pound bag of rice. I'm hitting hard, oh word, I'm gonna rock it. Once the shit drops, that's dope to the pocket. I cut hand, you still can't get no parts. You could end it with school if we was playing cards. But if I got beef, then it's time for cold bread. My gun is like a hoe, it be taking mad niggas to bed. So hurry up and skedaddle. Even if you join the army, you still couldn't battle. So where you from? England? You somebody great? You burn in school? I don't think she might. I got the style to get you open like a bag of smoke. I had your friends go, oh man, that shit is dope. Leave me alone when I'm rocking on the microphone and play like E.T. and phone your black ass home. Yo, sauce, if you're down with the group, oh. Get on the mic, I want your show and prove. Hey, here I come with a slick rap tic-tac-toe when I flip track. So give me my dick back. I flow to it and through it. If you ever need to wonder how you got dope like source money, you didn't do it. I write my own with bigger hope. Trigger scope, rope, what I figure, no. Damn, you dig a nigga dope. Rhymes too drastic, bastard. Pull hookers like elastic. NBA style, fantastic. No time to bite what I just might. Tonight I rep left-handed, cause I like to grab my dick with my right. Who could ever say that I don't get plenty play? Win, lose, or draw, I'm booking whores anyway. As I get ready, I'm steady. If I go crazy, I take Eddie. If I was Fred, I think I have the bone ready. Sucking and lucking, hey, niggas, I'm ducking, they. Not a no, never meaning ain't no motherfucking wait. Rappers get gas, come on and get fast. Try to get past when I blast, and you can hand over your ass. One line, and that's fair. Rappers get so damn pussy, they gotta go for a patch smear. So, Shaheem, if you're down with the groove, get on the mic, it's time to show us who. Walk the mic like we that's in a cypher And I get girls open like a reggae song by Tiger So check me out as I flip this in track kid And make mad noise like a Metallica racket I'm psycho, a villain to the styles I be killing when I'm flustered And all competition gets dusted Cause I rock the world from USA to Asia to Russia If it shit stinks, I'm a flusher Then brush ya like a crazy man from Cali, son My jeans be back like a Farrakhan rally What? You know my style? I put the F in every foul The rugged child locks you down like I got more girls in the trailer, lower shopper, more super than cat, I'm the Purani Dandara. So Big Daddy, if you're down with the groove, my man, get on the mic, I want to show and prove. Now tell me who is the man, oh, with the high potent lyrics no rapper can ever stand. It's stepping to me, thinking I can be touched, <laughs> not even Michael Jordan to gamble that much. Yo, I get down on it and give it the rappers that even act like they want it, I come for your title, kid, run it. Or else get hit with the ultimate Too legit skit Aw oh, yeah, that's that shit Drop lyrics on you, strong as ammonia That of the throne, you scone you, join ya I tried to warn you, you was wax as I known you Fake as a cubic zirconia, what I just shown ya Real lyrics don't go on ya Look aside, my rap book at every text My man is see that I got more essays than the Mexican The Messiah that's feared great Leaving rappers in a weird state Scared straight for their prepared fate Strong as an elephant, intelligent, compelling and elegant Swelling it with every single well man, and competition gets none huh. If I was wearing pantyhose You still couldn't give me no run I see the way you're trying to get to me But with that speech impediment Man, you gotta come better, G You're hitting all the wrong switches to begin it, kid Mumble mouth rappers couldn't last a minute With the non-resistible, non-competible No, 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 I'm not on the best I'm just saying I'm fucking incredible And let's just make one more thing understood That if I fart on a record Trust me, nigga, it'll sound good So, JC, if you're down with the groove My mellow, get on the mic and Time to show a bro. Uh, one, checking the two, checking the three, check out the J, check out the A, check out the Y, check out the Z. Hey, G, I 
I'm breaking MCs up like EPMD And these nuts, if your rappers trying to seek me I buck wild with style to doubt I'm ripping and running a hundred miles I'm well endowed, baby gal uh, The greatest nigga to touch it You niggas can't fuck with The incredible skills of the jail from Brooklyn Big up, kid And ain't no eating me up You're fast fucking with Jigga I'm like Prince Jeans I bring the ass out the nigga When I rock it, it's in the pocket Baby, mop it, don't knock it Till you try it, once you start You can't stop it I'm the cocky breed I'm dope like poppy seed I live one rich with plaza between Get off my dick and stop jocking me When I bust a rhyme, you're digging the sound I know you're loving the way it's going down, baby So wait, son, huh? If you're down with the crew Why don't you get on the mic and show and prove? Come on, Wu-Tang Killer bees on the form Rain on your college as disco dorm Slippery when wet and don't you ever forget You couldn't get a flick of the hype outfit Because the way that I dress this style, man, wow Enough to make a crowd of women scream, ow Whether at a party or just in bed Or throw tornadoes keep that in your head My beats are funky and my rhymes are spunky So time to be like, well, god damn, what's the rest of it? I don't know, I asked my mama, they don't know She says, go ask your goddamn father It's all about me and the place to be Make us think they all that, yo, that shit It is G, mad game, and it's a motherfucking shame. How many enemies want to claim the name of Aeson? Who carries on like a manager? Yo, man, like fly right. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. For man, for man, for man, yeah. for, 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 for man. Now block kids who got the cocaine. Don't tell me it's the little kids on soul train. The metaphor sent from my brain to my jaw. It comes from other places, not the tinted faces. Journalistic values are yellow, and then of course falters. Channel Zero with that bitch Mama Walters. She have you believe black invented crack when President Lyndon had the formula way back in 63 with Kennedy. Yes, the double cross. Remember that's when they blow his fucking head off. Vietnam vets come back looking like one-armed pets. Nixon bombs, pure text. No picket fence, no job, no angel in the car. Blue collar turns to bourgeois. Depressed in your chest. Demo raw for cess. No dough, crack and veils much less. White he can sell on the corners of Bushwick. of the Bodega Border Crew podcast, the DJ premiere episode. Uh, that first beat uh, that I used in the song, uh, Come Clean from Jero the Damager, I remember when that dropped and that water drop sound, whatever it is, I remember uh, listening to it and it just like blew my mind. Uh, the production on the Jero the Damager original album, the first one, uh, Sunsets in the East is so good. I recommend listening to the whole album. There's not one track on that album that sucks. I mean, The Prophet is like one of my favorite like comic book uh, influenced narrative hip hop songs I've ever heard in my life. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 85. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com for merch. Uh, what else we got on there? We got stuff. We got videos. We got a bunch of other stuff. Also, make sure to check out this episode description on iTunes or your player of choice for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So the first main interview I have is with uh, Mr. Patrick O'Connor uh, of Silent Rock fame. Uh, 
San Juan County Pastrano local, great kid. Uh, from the first day I met him, he just feels a lot older than he is. I mean, when I when I speak to him, I'm always surprised at how young he is, just because he's really intelligent and he's just nice and I don't know, there's just just a vibe about him. But I don't want to explain anymore. Let's get into the interview and uh, yeah, hear from him. So, what's your name and where are you from? Um, Patrick O'Connor, 19 years old, and I'm from San Juan Capistrano. Um, so, how did you get into surfing? Um, well, my dad grew up surfing his whole life out of Laguna Beach, and he pretty much raised me at the beach, me and my whole family. I have three sisters, and we pretty much spent all, the, all our time growing up at the beach, and eventually just led to us surfing. Yeah. And where were you guys going? Like mostly like like down here at Doheny? I remember the earliest memories, I remember Sano and Doheny, yeah. And I mean, like that's the go to, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was cool. I would um, before I could even walk, I would like hold on to my dad's back when <laughs> I was like a baby and he'd like ride the wave. It was really fun. Yeah, I mean I, I saw I remember seeing some some clip or I think it was like an Instagram post from one of the Gudaskis brothers. Yeah. Like it was a picture of them like on, on like a wave from um, from Boneyard or something when they were like yeah, little yeah. kids and they're like oh remember when this felt like double overhead yeah yeah and like literally. and I always thought it was really cute like I always that always sticks in my mind oh. when people say they first surfed there because yeah, I'm like I'm sure. like it's sort of got to be like that yeah yeah um and when you first started surfing obviously with your family but you know was it like immediately like oh I'm shortboarding I'm longboarding or was it like a whatever thing yeah I remember I got like a soft top INT and it was like a shortboard soft top so I first started shortboarding, yeah, straight into shortboarding. Okay. Yeah, I started longboarding later, and it's actually a funny story. I completely forgot about this. I just remember this. My sister used to get all of her longboard shaped by Terry Martin. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, and we were really close with Terry and Candy and all them, and um, I remember he was letting my sister borrow a couple longboards, and we were out at Sano, and I was like, I want to try a longboard, and I, I tried my first time riding a longboard was like a, like actually riding a longboard was a Terry Martin and ever since then that's I that's got not a bad one to start off yeah 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 <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like oh you know what like like a lot of people's stories like usually some beater board you're like I'm gonna be on a really good board my first yeah time. <laughs> yeah no, it was cool like I got lucky that that was like the first like first time seriously trying it was one of his boards like mm -hmm. so cool to look back on for sure and when you now when you you were talking about shortboarding and mm -hmm. um Outside of like with your family, who were like some of the people you started surfing with? Um, well, Ian Gotrin probably like literally the second I could stand up on a surfboard. Because the probably. dads are friends, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, my dad and his dad used to work together in the same office. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, doing graphic design. And yeah, me and Ian would be out at Doho like all day on soft tops. And I remember him when he started longboarding, he would just be on like a, a wave storm, cross stepping, mm -hmm. nose riding on a wave storm and stuff. It was such good memories yeah because you like you came on my target because um of that innocence contest yeah no remember way. i gave you yeah. that money yeah yeah <laughs> for winning cool. the ls paid yeah i yeah. remember while we were doing that like it was so funny um because um sean sent me like he's like okay here's a here's like the candidates yeah. i think that are good and i was like who the fuck is this kid this is the <laughs> craziest shit i've ever seen i was like give him the money like he's got the money like that's it <laughs> oh yeah and i remember like with your dad i was like um do you guys have a, a paypal account i had like paypal to your yeah, mom's yeah. account or something it was yeah, kind of funny sure. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that whole event was so fun that was so sick um but you know obviously with ian 
you guys, um, you guys are San Juan kids yeah. and stuff. Your, your your parents are from here and stuff. Yeah. How how important is that to you know? Because there's there's people don't realize there's a rich history. I mean, there's people really like is, yeah. like JJ. That's a couple of tables over yeah, right now. Yeah, there <laughs> and, <it> is. <laughs> and Brian Bent, like everybody. Yeah, no. Tyler. So cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it, growing up. It was such a small like. It was so much quieter growing up and stuff. No one really like knew about it. I feel like, and now it's kind of like finally hitting the mainstream I guess I should say I don't I know mean, there's more eyeballs yeah there's definitely more eyeballs and stuff but um yeah Tyler Warren and JJ been watching them since I can since I was so young and stuff and um huge influences for sure but um yeah I don't know I think it Growing up here definitely like humbles you a little bit, I think, like compared oh, to growing right. up in like St. Clemente or like Newport or something like that. Just that it's not like such a, the surf community here is so much different than all these other surf yeah, towns, yeah. I think for sure. Like in St. Clemente, you have everyone's a pro surfer. In Newport, you have all these like hardcore shortboard guys that are, they're all so cool on both sides, don't get me wrong and stuff, but here it's like everyone's just kind of like doing their own thing. They're mm-hmm. kind of low key. They're they're like, like Tyler, he's like an artist, shapes boards and surfs. JJ, he's a great artist and surfs. Brian Bent, artist, music, surfs. Like they all have like, they're all very well-rounded individuals or like, I even think of someone like like uh, Thomas Campbell from Dana Point. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's so influential to like me growing up here and stuff, just watching him. And um, yeah, I don't know, watching everyone around here being so like well-rounded like that was really cool to see and definitely like inspired me growing up. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I mean, that's a good thing to like point out because I was gonna say like, was I, I, before I lived in this area, you know, living up in in uh, L.A. Phil, that's fine. Uh, before living here, I came. This is where I surfed all the time. I yeah. hated. I hated living in L.A. Yeah, I, and for I, sure. the only thing is the food's really good there. But um, mm-hmm. I used to come down here all the time. And the thing that I always liked about the vibe and about all you guys was just that like it was not just that like you did one thing. It's not like you just like longboarded or you shortboarded or mm-hmm. like even that you just surfed. Like everybody like skated, did music. Exactly. Like like it's kind of it reminded me more of to be honest of what when I think about skateboarding in the early like in the late 80s, even in the 80s and like the early 90s, that's sort of what skateboarders were like. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? They yeah. were kind of like especially the ones out here. It's like. Like you look at like Mark Gonzalez, like, hey, I'm yeah. an artist and like I do this and I do that and like Nottis and like that yeah. era, like they're like, hey, I surf. Like, you know, Nottis' first skateboard he ever got was because he won it as a prize at a surfboard contest. That's so cool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like versus, and I agree with you, like when you, the San Clemente thing, it's like yeah. almost like, even if they're not in the industry, it's almost very industry feeling. No, exactly. It's like, hey, yeah. my kid shortboards and this yeah. is what they do and they go to this one spot all the time or these two you know they're very much like that versus like yeah i think the thing that's so fascinating about like you you guys in general from here and why i love this area so much when it comes to like surfing is that exactly it's like really well round. like you guys yeah, do everything exactly, you're like yeah. fuck it like it's kind of cool yeah for sure yeah and even like no just knowing um like the skater andrew allen like he grew up here yeah and like his first board slide was literally like right across the street from here i saw like an interview and like hearing stuff like that or like pretty sure jason jesse grew up here for a little bit too i read yeah i could believe it yeah and um because then he moved down to like fallbrook right yeah yeah something like that um but yeah just like all those guys kind of having those ties together because they all kind of know each other too yeah yeah it's, it's so cool yeah, when we interviewed Andrew Allen on our Band 66 show, yeah. we were talking about that, and there's this, like, 
random video. I think it's for. It might be for Antihero or for mm -hmm. Spitfire. Yeah. That he filmed somewhere around here. Yeah. And it's some crusty random spot that he's like, oh, like when we were little kids, like we used to skate this spot. Oh, I'm trying to think. Was it like a bank or a ledge? Yeah, maybe? but like kind of like like. It's a, like it would be a bank to you when you're 10 years old. Yeah. But for when sure. you're like 18, you're like, that's not even skatable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, size yeah, wise. Sure. Like, There's I remember them skating it. It was like some weirdo banks. thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Was, and I remember asking him about it. And he was just like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, we had all these like kind of weirdo spots at San Juan. No, yeah. There's a bunch of weirdo spots for sure. Well, that's the thing. I always hit you up. Like, you know, yeah. you'll post like, hey, we're like, you'll post like a ditch spot. And I'm yeah, like, dude, where sure. the fuck is that? Yeah, like, yeah. So, how, I mean, was, did it skating and like, did it just like all happen at once kind of like? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I kind of looked at skating and surfing so like as two different things completely growing up. Like I skated at six in the morning every morning with my dad. Oh, wow. And then I would go surfing right after, but they were two completely different like entities almost. Like I didn't even like think of them like coming together in any way. And um, just as I got older and stuff and like watching all of skate culture and watching all of surf culture and stuff, just kind of comparing the two and stuff and kind of trying to like form my own perspective after like watching them both and stuff definitely um, made me have like a super interesting outlook on everything, I think. Yeah. And um, but yeah, skating definitely shaped the way the shape. How do I put this? Skateboarding definitely like shaped me to be the surfer I am today, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see yeah. that. It's something, you know, I talk about this sometimes in like an opinion piece is that mm -hmm. like why I'm a big believer in people surfing all kinds of boards because mm -hmm. I'm like something that you do on a fish, you might wind up taking to longboard. Something yeah. you do on a longboard, you might wind up taking to like a thruster. Like yeah, there's sure. that kind of stuff, but then take it a level beyond. Yeah. I think that's why you look at some of the best surfers they could actually skate pretty good. No, yeah, it's crazy. Which is weird though, because some of the best skaters, when they try to surf, it doesn't like yeah, they're no, not yeah, that it, good. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird. But like you kind of look like I'm trying to think of who, like like yourself, mm -hmm. Grant, like Grant Noble, yeah, right? Yeah, like he rips. I'm like I'm like I'm like dude, Grant could easily be sponsored for skating. Yeah, he's insane it's like, at like skating. It's, yeah. Um, Even Ian, Ian rips. Like so Ian, like Colton yeah. Sullivan, like he's fucked up in a pool like he's insane yeah it's you crazy. guys it's funny like like you guys are all like like tranny kids like i'm not i would not consider myself <laughs> Gr a Gr grant I'm grant not. always tries to get me to go to like some skate park and yeah. i'm like yo it's like an eight foot bowl like i'll sit on the bench yeah. i'll skate the bench that everyone sits on yeah my legs <laughs> shake and things like that i can't <laughs> no, I do it I, yeah i stick to the street it's funny when part. people kind of do the reverse where they're like oh yeah. you're so crazy for skating street i'm like yo you're crazy for dropping in on this yeah, thing yeah for <laughs> sure well yeah like I mean, when I was younger, I used to like hit all these rails and stuff like that and jump down all these stairs, but I just started getting hurt so much. And now like, I just stick to like fun skating, like small little banks and little ledges. That's, That's what all I, like. I do now, yeah. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old. I was never also like, anybody who grew up with me skating in my yeah. teens knows I was never like, a like I didn't throw. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, I have no interest. I'm like, five stairs or more nah I'm good yeah, like yeah. that's like too much gravity for yeah. me I don't want that I was like give me a bank to ledge yeah, for sure like a weirdo spot like I love weirdo spots yeah yeah I tried it for sure for a little bit but wasn't for me going that hard couldn't do it I don't know how kids do it especially kids yeah. that like like surf like that's my biggest thing is mm -hmm. I used to skate a lot more than I do now mm -hmm. and I got really into it like about two years ago like yeah. at the start of pandemic I was like basically like skating like do yeah. two three days two three times a week like three hour sessions like fucking getting broken off like yeah, like really yeah. into it and then i 
fractured my ankle and I was like, and I couldn't surf. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, yeah, I'm not yeah, doing this sucks. anymore. Like I'm, I'm not. Um, when you were skating, um, did like skating and surfing, did you look at any one of those things as kind of like, oh, this is a career path or are you just doing it for fun? Um, well, surfing, I definitely, for a lot of my life, looked at it as a career path. Um, skating, that was, I think that's what made me like, keep doing it for so long is like I just I didn't even like think about it I just like it was just something I always did yeah it was almost just like like waking up and drinking water it's just like oh I'll skate in my front yard then I'll go surf like it was just like always there did you guys have a ramp at your house yeah I had a couple I got like a couple like little two three feet like quarter pipes for Christmas one year oh that cool were really cool that were in my backyard and like my backyard there's like this natural little gap it's like a little grass gap that uh -huh. I would always skate and stuff that's so sick so it was like the sickest setup honestly for learning how to skate but um yeah not really with skating always just did it for fun with all my friends and stuff who didn't surf or who did surf but surfing definitely thought was gonna be like my for sure career path growing up doing contests and everything so you did like shortboard contests yeah yeah, yeah. I, I started doing the push-in division at six years old and oh my god and then built my way up to the NSSA, qualified for the prime, and was like trying to make it on the US team. And like I was doing that every single weekend from like Ventura, San Diego. Oh like, my God. It was crazy. I was that's a grind. Like, yeah, it was insane. It was I mean, that's cool. the one thing like I, sh I, I shit on like competitive, because I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't understand co co yeah, for sure. competitive surfing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Same yeah. thing with competitive skateboarding. Yeah. But like I have a lot of respect for like people who like do the grind. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. yo, it's work. <laughs> It is. It's not like I used to have a full personal trainer for a little yeah. bit. Like I'd like run heats with this guy, Eric Kramer in the mornings in Oceanside. Then I'd go to like my mom's tennis club and do all these like training exercises that I didn't even understand. Like I was just doing it cause I was young and like wanted yeah, yeah. to like be that guy. And, um, yeah, it's gnarly for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see a lot. I mean, again, being in this area where we are, like, you know, we surf like the trestles, church area, and yeah. stuff like that. You see all these kids. It's yeah. crazy to me to see these kids that are so like, at such a young age, like yeah. being like, industry. Like it's like oh, yeah. nuts. It's crazy, yeah. And like, that's like kind of all I knew growing up. I feel like from doing these contests so much, because it was like, I'd be in like fifth grade and I'd have a contest in three weeks, and I would like stop hanging out with my friends to like go surf by myself to like train for the contest and stuff like that. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm trying to be in this same world as all of these like San Clemente Newport kids, but yeah. I'm like in the middle in like this Dana Point San Juan area where all my friends are like these like, just like chilled, like kickback homies, like yeah, yeah. super chill and stuff. And um, I felt like I was missing out on that a lot growing up. And um, so, yeah, but realized it just wasn't for me, but. That's good yeah. though. I mean, for a lot of kids, that's good that you didn't get into the trap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look again, for some people it works. No, yeah, exactly. That, that's their thing, and it's like their their environment. It's kind of like yeah. their their personalities are exactly, like that. Yeah. Um, you could a lot of times see it in the surfing. I mean, I always think about it like. I have no interest in watching ninety percent of the people on the CT free surf. Yeah. But there's so many free surfers that I would never want to see compete. Like no, the yeah, kind of thing. Sure. Like like yeah. I could sit there and watch like a Noah Dean or like yeah, a Craig yeah, Anderson for, sure. for hours. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've, I've 
I've watched Cluster probably like 200 times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, like that's so like, cool. but, but like, I'm not gonna, like, a, like heat yeah. surfing, like you'd see, it's very programmed. No, yeah, for sure. So like, yeah. hey, here's the numbers you have to hit, yeah. and like, okay, this turn equals this much. And no, this, yeah, I, it's a full, like, study almost. Like, I remember, like, training, so it was like first 10 minutes, get 12 points on the board. See, that's crazy. And that was like, if you got 12 points on the board in the first 10 minutes, like, you're set. Now go for, like, the big air and stuff. Like, oh, my God. It's so Stuff crazy. like that. But um, I definitely, like, I don't regret one second of it. It definitely made me a better surfer. I don't mm. think I'd be the surfer I am today without the contest surfing. I wouldn't, like, doing all that with the skating and everything, like, being on this super, like, serious, competitive grind and then being on, like, also longboarding and riding fishes and skating on on like one other side and like all the art stuff um definitely gave me this like super crazy perspective on everything which i'll never take for granted like i'll never regret the contest and stuff but yeah yeah i mean it's a growing experience i mean yeah, it's yeah, here it's, it's the same thing as like look if you did some you hear it all the time like people like when you watch the nine club and stuff people yeah. be like oh yeah i used to play baseball and <laughs> yeah, then like yeah, I did, exactly. or like i play i'm like that's good like there's nothing yeah. wrong with that you know you're yeah. you're how much of how much of the world and your personality do you even know at eight years old? No, you know yeah, what I, for sure. People don't even at twenty years old. Like yeah, you change yeah. so much. So I, I I've never like shit on that. It just kind of like you know it's just it's it's an interesting thing for me because it's like it was such a trip for me. Like I didn't even know that they're like schools had like surf teams. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, this is so crazy to me. Yeah, like yeah. I was like I was like because in my head again, New York City kid. Yeah. I'm like. I'm thinking, I'm like, would we have skateboarding teams at our school? Yeah. Like, probably not. <laughs> like, this wouldn't, like, yeah. but nowadays, probably. Yeah, there there was a couple of skate teams for the, like, there was, like, a year or two where a lot of the middle schools had skate teams and stuff. I can believe it. Yeah. I mean, look, that's you cool. know that shit in, like, Copenhagen? Like, they have Oh, those, yeah, the skate schools. Yeah, that's where Crazy. Oski and them all yeah, came from. Yeah, yeah. Like, insane. when I heard about that, I was like, wait. You have a high it school. It doesn't even like make sense. <laughs> with a skate park. So cool. That half of it you skate. Yeah, and they have like <laughs> skate shops in the school, like at the front <laughs> office. It's crazy. Yeah. Imagine that you like walk out of like third period class and there's a Supreme store. Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> that'd be so crazy. Rich. I feel like that's like that's like a whole nother level of like institutionalized. Almost, I feel like kind of it's like yeah, wow, that's I, crazy. I just can't picture in my head like like going to school and then being like. Okay, so 10 a.m. we have kickflip class. No, yeah. <laughs> and then like 10:30, we're gonna learn how to do hard flips. How are your hard flips? So you get graded on. Can you imagine like get graded That's on? That's crazy. Like you didn't pinch that crooks enough. Yeah. So you got like a C minus. You didn't catch that tray flip with your front foot. He's like, dude, what is yeah, that? Yeah. What is that? No, no donkey flips. Yeah. Like don't yeah. do that. I always think like when I heard about that school, I always like I just tripped out on it. Like I couldn't believe, it. and I talked to some kid who went to it and yeah. like didn't amount to anything like he yeah, got yeah. like kind of like European sponsors and yeah, stuff and sure. he was like oh no he's like it's gnarly oh geez he's like it's like it's cool uh -huh. but it's also like super competitive oh, gosh, like everybody's yeah. trying to be real like yeah. I mean think about it. if you went to school where like if you went to school where everybody surfed yeah at the best surf break in the world it would be mayhem right you would yeah, try to sure. surf really good well even like the contest and stuff that's how it was it was like everyone was like competing against each other is such a like selfish such a selfish feeling doing all those contests almost it was like very toxic growing up doing it I feel like also like all these kids and stuff they don't they're not like aware of like actually what's going on like that like I don't know it was just I don't even know Do you think it's just like they had lived in a very isolated world kind yeah of? for sure it was like I'd go to these contests all the way up to like Ventura and like 
I just didn't relate to any of these kids whatsoever and like I'd sit on the beach and like not say a word to anyone the whole day and I'd be watching the waves just like mind surfing like oh what would I do on that wave get a 6.5 yeah. like doing all this all these this thinking like super serious thinking and then like I get in these heats and I'd see these kids like at like 10 years old 12 years old like punching their boards screaming in the water and like beating themselves up and then th on top of that they come in and then their dads are like screaming at them and their dads don't even realize that they were already like punishing themselves in the water and it's like it's this whole crazy thing that like no one's really aware of that much i feel like in surfing and, and that and that that thing. well the thing is like having i mean i'm a dad so i i you know we're you try to raise your kids better than you yeah, were raised, right? That's like, yeah. that's kind of being a parent. Like yeah, it's every sure. parent, no matter how they raise their kids, that's how mm -hmm. you think and stuff. And you know, the last thing I want is like my daughter beating herself up like at an early age. Yeah. Because sure. then that trend, like let's say if she was doing it for like anything, she was in, like my daughter's a figure skater, right? Yeah. Let's say she got into competing and she's like, fuck, I didn't get this score. Like yeah. I'm pissed. I'd actually be pissed at her that she got mad at herself because that's going to translate to societal stuff. Yeah, so like definitely. these kids that are punching their boards. Yeah. What are they gonna do outside surfing when something bad happens like in no, society? Exactly, like that's yeah. the kind of, like I look at it in the bigger picture, like I'm like, you shouldn't like, you don't want your kids being like that. And that's the thing I love about like, you know, I've gone to a couple of coalition contests and obviously like all the duct tapes and stuff, yeah, like that's, that's the thing that I like about that side of things. Like everybody's just like, they're not, I'll pull back a little. There's maybe a couple of people that are really competitive. Yeah, for sure. They're, like, they're, like you, the they hide it. For sure, yeah. <laughs> they, they like that check. Like I've, yeah. I've had a couple of instances, like people I'm friends with who I'm like, Oh, you about that life. I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, sure. I thought you were here just to drink beers. Like, yeah, right? yeah. But the thing that's kind of cool about like that stuff is like, you know, everybody's like, like you were talking about how like you'd go to Ventura and not talk to these kids versus mm -hmm. like a coalition contest. Everybody's talking to each exactly, other. Because yeah. it's like, oh, we haven't seen each other in like yeah. a couple of months or like, you know, especially if it's like kids from Santa Cruz and like kids from San yeah. Diego, like. No, yeah. The coalition contests were so sick. I remember like. When I was super young, I started doing them for the Oceanside team really young. and Oh, there, you were on that team? Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't that many kids my age doing them at the time. And if there was, they weren't like hardcore surfers. Like they yeah. didn't surf every day kind of thing. It was like, kind of like, oh, let's just fuck yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Like later in life, they became like super, like, like I, I watched these kids like do the collisions and it was when they first started surfing. And then all of a sudden, like like that kid Jack Van Wagner, I think yeah, is his yeah, name. Yeah. Like I remember seeing him for the first time at a coalition contest when I was really young, and he was just starting to surf and learning how to surf. It seemed like, or like he just got into it that year, and then all of a sudden, like the next year, he's ripping so hard and yeah. it was so fun to watch. And um, but yeah, I would tag along with like my sister Teresa, who was a super sick surfer, and, um, and she's older than you. She's older than me, yeah, and she was hanging out with like Nick Melanson, Max Caldwell, that whole like Sano crew and stuff. Okay. So I was kind of like the little brother tagging along with that whole <laughs> group funny. at those coalition contests, which was really cool. And it was so fun just hanging out on the beach with everyone. When you were doing the Ocean Oceanside Club, was Michaela on it at that time? Um, <clears throat> see, that's the thing. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because it's Maybe funny. This is why I'm saying this. Yeah. It's funny that like a lot of you from here. Yeah surfed for some place that's yeah, yeah like no, i yeah. like when when melody michaela's mom told me like oh yeah we've always been in the oceanside club i was like yeah. but you live up here like why i don't know it's just <laughs> such a it seems like the cool yeah, club no, like it yeah, seems like the cool surf club. for me though at that age when i started doing the coalitions i still had that like competitive mindset oh you were still in there i was like i like as much as i like sh showed and like portrayed that i didn't care about yeah like winning and stuff like that like 
my brain was wired to like know like win like actually like that's yeah. how, so like I'd be in these contests and stuff and I'd see a kid back paddling me and I'd be like just it's a coalition contest just like let him do it get the next one there's yeah. gonna be another wave and stuff but like it would kind of boil my blood a little bit and stuff and um but like all like at all like the coalition events and stuff like that like it was still the same thing like I wouldn't like like it made it hard for me to communicate to others because I was like this is a contest like we yeah. have to take this seriously almost that's like how I still looked at it even at a coalition contest yeah but the difference and the way that like I got used to it was just everyone like just talking with each other and like everyone just like kind of partying on the beach and like making hot dogs and stuff like that like it was so fun like I, I mean I think yeah. it's a kind of environment that like I hope my daughter would grow up in like yeah. if she was into surfing like it's yeah. kind of like I remember going to like the um the one at church the yeah, gathering the of the tribes so and I remember being like you know I was like if this is the world she lived in I'd be so fucking happy like yeah. I was like you know I mean it's funny because it's, it's it's very similar to like when we were growing up in New York again mm -hmm. and I'll just kind of turn it back on like my own experience. Yeah. Like the skate contest when we grew up wasn't about go getting a trophy. No, yeah. It was about us skating together at like and hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Like and so when I went to that coalition contest, I was like, oh, these are like those contests we used to go to yeah, as kids exactly. and skate. Like, like you know, it'd be like me and Harold Hunter and like Keith Huffman yeah, and like so all these sick. people and like kids from Long Island, the kids from yeah. Jersey, and like it's like the first time we met like people like Bobby Puglia. We met yeah. him at a contest. We all became friends. Like, and I and I everybody I talked to about coalition contests. I'm like, oh my god, it's like the same thing. Like you guys are from all different areas, and yeah. this is where you wind up meeting, and then later on became friends. And yeah, like, for sure. Um, but one thing like you know I find interesting about you know you guys and, and particularly you with the San Juan thing mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I put put you guys on like my radar is the whole silent rock thing yeah okay so how did that start um well well first off what does silent rock mean like well it's we're a loaded question <laughs> I mean to me we all kind of have our own little definitions but to me the biggest thing it means is just DIY like that's 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 I think what I try to embody when I think of Silent Rock, just DIY. Yeah, because when I look at your guys' video projects, like mm -hmm. when people ask me about it, I'm like, oh, it's like a video version of a zine. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a feeling I get, oh, like yeah, like cool. all the stuff that you guys like, from like how you shoot it, yeah. how you edit it, who's in it, the music, yeah. the graphics. Like I'm like, oh, this is like, like a punk rock zine, yeah, yeah. but it's like surfing and it's like a video. No, yeah, it's like a bunch of like skater kids like with their zines this and is stuff. What that's exactly like how I look at it too. And then, so how did it like how did it start? So I mean Ian and I always surfing every day with each other growing up. I literally remember we were sitting in my front yard I think and yeah. literally like yeah. I'm probably like eight and he's like thirteen or something <laughs> and and uh, or like however however big the age gap is but yeah we're sitting in my front yard and we were just like yo let's start a surf company. And uh, right, what should we call it? And then like Ian. Those are usually how the best ones happen. Yeah, yeah. And Ian was just like something like Silent Point surfboards. And then I said like 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 Bird Rock surfboards or something like yeah. that. And then we just like put them together. It was like Silent Rock. And we're like, no way. <laughs> and then before we made an Instagram, we just like called everything we did Silent Rock. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we just like made an Instagram and we'd go down to Laguna and like kind of do like what the catch surf guys did almost yeah. like we'd go out on a really crappy like day just mess around in the shore break and get clips on a super old gopro put yeah. some punk music to it add some like shitty animations and call it a day put it on instagram and that's how it started pretty much i mean that's how i it's 
the, the, like the first couple that I saw, like I got like I was so into. It. I mean, first of all, you and I've like DM'd about music and stuff. Yeah. The music choices are really good. Yeah. You know, like I'm always yeah. like, like I think you guys like using a John Pushante track or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, these kids know what's up. like. When yeah. I heard that, I was like, oh, these kids know what's up, like, because that's like so like just yeah, out sure. there kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and then like just like obviously the surfing, you guys all rip. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, it's just fun. It's like anytime you guys have something, like it's always like, like we did the Innocence had that thing where they were showing their movie, and I guess um, you guys showed one of your movies. Yeah, yeah, and I that, was working that night. But yeah, yeah that, and that was like just like for me, that was like, I'm like, I love shit like this. Like, yeah, this is the kind sure. of thing in, in surf media, from my perspective, it's like a real. Yeah, there's something nice about like a real polished kind of like, hey, it took us three years to make, yeah. we shot it on this film, we yeah. went here. There's something nice about that, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm not going to lie, and you spent this much money, and we traveled mm -hmm. here, but there's no like rewatch to me on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you watch something like, for me, it's like yeah, I watch something sure. like that, I'm like, I'm good, I saw it, yeah. it's kind of cool, blah, blah, but like, the type of stuff you guys do is something that like, like yeah. oh I want to watch 15 minutes of this like yeah, this is yeah. dope like I'll yeah, watch it's it quick thinking short attention span yeah. kind of videos yeah and who's like who is like the core of Silent Rock um well I mean Ian and I like for sure but um all the guys it's like we just went to Europe for a month not oh, too cool. long ago and it was me Colton Gino um, Wyatt Stark, Max Beach, and Ian, and then other than that, Kevin Beatster. Those yeah. are like the guys, pretty much. Yeah, you guys. I, I really it, hope I'm not missing any names right now. They're gonna be fucking pissed. If I am, <laughs> then I'm blowing it. But um, <laughs> we'll t we'll tag a minute. I don't we'll know. Maybe catch some bigger waves. And all that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I love that little thing where like you guys like pseudo put Veed on the team. Like that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that, that Costa Rica trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like fun. Yeah. So you guys, when you guys do these trips, it's all like self-funded, right? Um, or you get your sponsors to help here and there. That Costa Rica trip, I mean, I was a senior in high school and I was working and I didn't really, I didn't go on that trip and I think they got some money from some company. Like KN and stuff like that. Uh, some, there's some things I just that remember, happened. I just, I, re yeah. I just remember a bunch of like, like badly redrawn logos, like yeah, that made it yeah. actually cool. No, like yeah, I was yeah, like, I was like, sure. oh, these guys paid for this. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, yeah, but um, <laughs> no, yeah. They they had some funding from some company that there was some like something went something sketchy happened. I don't really know where it's at, but that's their deal. I, don't, yeah. I wasn't really a part of it. I was like I said, I was still in high school. It was like I was like just about to finish, so I was just focusing on school and stuff. And um, but yeah, this Europe trip. Um, it was pretty much just like individually like hitting up our sponsors kind of thing. I paid my own whole way and pretty much like yeah all the guys like just supporting ourselves pretty much and they got some support from their sponsors and stuff like that. So are you doing the main editing? Um, for a while I, like the very first edits was all me like okay. it, was, it was and like Ian like it was me and Ian sitting at a computer together and stuff mm -hmm. and I just knew how to work. Yeah. the software yeah and all of a sudden Ian started getting the hang of it and he started editing videos and he edited kick rocks yeah and then we came out with um, like all these other ones cowboy rock shroud I've never been to Spain um, clips we never used like yeah. these are names of videos and stuff and it's pretty much just like, like there's no structure it's just kind of like whoever has the clips on their computer at that moment they're bored they make an edit it's like yo should we post this it's like yeah go for it that's pretty much how it goes now what about the Bella Hadid movie what was it called oh again? Bella Hadid Fight Club 2003 yeah. so that's not a silent rock video 
that's more because that's definitely a video that's more like out there yeah. like it's and you did that I did that yeah that was more of like a personal project um, yeah I don't know I guess I just like at that point that was kind of me realizing that like if I was gonna do this surfing thing I wanted to do it a lot differently mm -hmm. and um, I had just watched the movie Fight Club for the first time and I just found out who Bella Hadid was <laughs> and me and my buddies started like boxing each other in our backyards and stuff and I don't know those two things I started calling it Bella Hadid Fight Club and then the 2003 is just the year I was born yeah. and um, I don't know I just wanted to like make something that looked so random but like cool and like like make it look like it makes sense but it doesn't at all it's like if you watch the video, it's like these like clips of Bella Hadid on the screen and like no, it's dope. someone surfing in the background and stuff like that. And, I, I mean, I think it's cool too because you're, <laughs> you're juxtaposing things that like, like a lot of times people in the surf community are very like surf. Like yeah. they don't know anything outside of like mm -hmm, that world sure, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I have conversations all the time and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to see this. They're like, what's that? I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, like you yeah, don't know what this sure. is? But that's why I love that because it's like, yeah. like high pop fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mixed with like, gritty yeah, surfing sure, yeah. like and it's they do sort of go like if if you live in the real world they do sort yeah. of go together we yeah, all have yeah. different influences yeah. um so i really like that one like yeah. i thought it was really cool i think all it like at the end of the day all it is is like i just don't want to limit myself just like i don't want to make surfing its own thing in my eyes yeah. if i'm gonna make a video and stuff like everything i'm into is gonna be in the video like i'm yeah. gonna try to like 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 i said like just watch fight club just found out like it was everything i was into at that moment mm. in time I just put into the video and stuff, all the music, everything, all my friends and stuff. It's almost yeah. like stream of consciousness sampling, right? What's that? It's like stream of consciousness sampling. Like, yeah, hey, exactly. this is this is my current day, right? This is or my month. Yeah. I got into this stuff. Wow, I'm influenced by this. Let me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's which I like, think is interesting. I think that's the best. It's almost just kind of me just like expressing everything I'm into mm -hmm. instead of like, because I think if you like pinpoint a specific thing, it feels like. I tend to put too much pressure on myself when yeah. it's something like that and I just stress myself out and then I kind of give up and this thing like I remember like all of a sudden I just had these clips and then I just it was it kind of just started off as a joke and I was like damn this is actually kind of cool like I really like it and then I took it the step further and like made it look like more of a production well you have like you all the stuff that I've seen you do has like you have a very natural inherent ability like there's yeah, no doubt like you. you could you could see it like there's like a very like natural creativity to it like there's a flow to it yeah, thank uh, you, yeah. um so were you like with the film stuff is there anyone or anything that like influenced you with that stuff like was there films that like you watched and you were like oh i want to not that you're like let's say copying them but you're kind of like oh wow i never thought of that or yeah for sure i mean that's a loaded question again but um as of lately what i've been telling all my friends there's this movie palo alto yeah yeah have you seen that one yeah yeah and I watched that when I was really young and like just that whole aesthetic and stuff mm -hmm. like was so cool to me my whole life honestly since I watched that movie and I remember seeing that and just being like wow like so raw and real and yeah, stuff yeah. and um and then that led to me watching movies like Gummo Kids or like watching all the Wes Anderson films some Woody Allen films and um Wes Anderson is like aesthetically probably for me yeah modern filmmaking aesthetically is probably like the best have no, you seen yeah. have you seen that instagram account it's like 
the colors of Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, yeah. The color palette shows all the yeah, yeah it's so cool. I like yeah, all the browns and oh, yellows and fuck. stuff. It's so cool. Like I, I actually like sometimes when I'm designing stuff for like my, I was telling yeah. you about my Japanese store. Like he's like, oh, I need a new hat color. Like I pull yeah. up that Instagram account and I'm like, okay, sample this one, sample that one, sample yeah, this one, put it that's in. A great it's like, oh, <laughs> that's so cool. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the earliest. Oh, Sterling Spencer too. Honestly, okay. yeah, that that's a crazy one. Sterling Spencer. Do you know who that is? The, no. He, uh, he's the number one surfer in the world, pro surfer. He's like this. Uh, he basically like I feel like he invented vlogging almost. Really? If you look back super early, he had this like Vimeo called Pinch My Salt TV. Okay. And t- Silent Rock TV, Pinch My Salt yeah, TV, yeah. Um, and he'd just make these funny, quirky surf videos. And at the time, it was so crazy. Like everyone was so serious. And then you see him, and he's dressed up as like a, like a priest with an afro, searching for Rob Machado in the Mex in Mexico. <laughs> and then he's like surfing with this. like surfing dressed as a priest, doing soul arches, getting tubed and stuff. And it's like early 2000s and stuff. Like everything's so serious. And there's this guy. Like that was that was also like a breaking point for me, where I was like, holy crap! Like I watched his videos every day. That was. That was insane for me. Same with Ian too. Like that was my life, honestly. No, that yeah, makes yeah, sense it then. Was so sick. I mean, that's that's always been like, you know, coming from a skateboarder's perspective into surfing, like yeah. it's always been a knock on like s- surfing for yeah. like us. Yeah. Like where we're like, oh, this. Why do they fucking take everything so no, seriously? Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, so exactly. whack. Well, yeah. Even I I, can, I could keep going, but yeah. the last thing I'll say is like skate videos too. Like I watch skate videos way more than I watch surf videos. I do like, too. I like. <laughs> When I watch surf videos, like, there's not a surf video that I watch on repeat, yeah. but pretty much every skate video I like to watch, I watch it all the time. Even before, like, before con- before my heats, like, 20 minutes before heats, I'll watch, like, skate videos and yeah. stuff, and, like, there's this video called the Our Life video that's so sick oh, I, I used know. to watch, and, like... Is that, like, an almost video, or no? Um, no, it's, like... It's, like, a homie video? Yeah, it's, like, a homie video, or, yeah. like, Anti-Hero's Destination Unknown. I used to watch that all Just the time. Be- yeah. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Thomas's um, Supreme movie? No, actually, I haven't seen like any of it. I like, it's weird. Like I know Thomas. Me and him like text every now and then. He'll send me like things that he thinks are like think is cool and stuff every now and then. But um, I've never fully seen one of his videos. Like, I saw Yield Yield Destruction. I think it's called. And um, I never saw his Supreme video. So the Supreme video Uh is the first video that he ever made. Whoa. So it's '95. That's crazy. I didn't even know Maybe that. 96. Jeez. Black and white. It's set to a Love Supreme, the John Coltrane album. Holy crap. And what year did Supreme start? Like 94. That's crazy. Five. Actually. Wow. I mean, I was there. We were. So yeah. our our good friend was the first employee, Giovanni Estevez. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That's sick. Like, I remember. So Keith Huffnagel lived with me. Yeah. And Keith went skating and came to the house and was like, had a bunch of free t-shirts. Yeah. And he was, I was like, what is this shit? And he's like some British guys opening up a fucking skate shop yeah, that yeah. Gio is going to work at. These are t-shirts they gave to us. And it was the, the Robert De Niro taxi driver shirt. No way. It yeah. wasn't the box logo shirt. And I was like, and we were all like, what the fuck is this? And no, they're like, yeah. oh, he's opening up. Because the thing a lot of people don't realize is the first Supreme store was down the block from um, the Keith Haring store. Oh, no way. And at that time, there was nothing in that area. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like barely starting to blow mm-hmm. up. And I remember that whole thing. Like, he, he, he like came and stuff. But, no, so I think the the... Now that I think about it, I think Thomas's movie probably came out in 97, mm-hmm. maybe 98, 97-ish. Yeah, for sure. And I remember when it first came out, the skaters were pissed. Oh, my. Because in their mind, 
these are New York City street skaters. Yeah. They expected this was gonna be like Eastern exposure, like this is hardcore skating, we're yeah, busting yeah, our fucking ass. Sure. And it was this like artsy black and white Hipster, films, jazz. Like, and they were like fucking yeah. like they want like some of them like actually wanted to kick his ass. Oh god. Like he yeah. knows about this. Like it was yeah, gnarly. Yeah, like sure. they were like Supreme Riders were like, what the fuck is That's this? That's so shit? sick though. I'll send you a link to it because it yeah. re- what happens is it gets scrubbed a lot uh-huh. because of the music. So like yeah. it's on like it'll be on Vimeo for like a month. And then taken down. And then taken down and someone yeah, else puts sure. it up. But I'll send you a link to it because I remember sick. like in hindsight, again, like I came to surfing later in life. Yeah. Um I remember when I saw like his seedling or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, like yeah, this is the, like I was like, yeah, this is like the same thing he did for Supreme, yeah, but yeah, it works better sure. with with uh, uh, skating. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. I, I I get I I get that that from your guy's stuff, and I think maybe that's why I'm attracted to mm-hmm. it so much. I do get that like skate video vibe. Yeah, yeah, you for know, sure, like tour yeah. video style, like antihero. Like it that's feels like all the, the inspiration. Yeah, literally, like, that's all it is. Because like I, it's all very low production too. Like I don't own. I mean, now I do, but growing up, I never owned my own camera. It was always us like hey dad like does this gopro even work trying to figure (laughs) out if it works like asking friends to borrow cameras and stuff like that like and it's so cool and it's like since like we're like being the surfer and filming like at the very start it was like we were all filming each other it's like you're surfing getting filmed by one of the homies and then like whether the next day like you're the one like let me restart one day I'll be behind the camera filming Ian and then I'll be surfing in front of the camera and Ian will be filming and it creates this like whole aesthetic and yeah. vibe of like just a bunch of friends hanging out, passing around a camera, which is like the most like cool, laid back oh, yeah. like energy that I think is so rare nowadays. That is so Versus cool being like, yeah. hey, there's a filmer there. Yeah, exactly. Or like like in a like in the video I made over my shoulder, it'll be me filming like a skate video and then my friend lands it and I turn the camera and I'm just like, What the like he did that like yeah. no way it's like just creates that whole energy of just like like the homies just hanging out and just like having a chill day but it's authentic yeah. you know it's the, it's the same shit we did as kids like look mm-hmm. it, what you're talking about is like something we did as 14 year old kids in new york city like someone yeah. got enough money or tricked their parents into buying a dad cam yeah yeah and then we'd like okay you film this line and when i get it i'll film your yeah, line yeah, like it was exactly. like that shit no, yeah yeah it's like yo can you film this trick i'm kind of getting close <laughs> yeah, to yeah 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 okay. like, yeah if you film my trick right after yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's like a, yeah. like that's again probably why i'm like so attracted to it and then you yeah. did that thing for innocence yeah what was that about over my shoulder is that what was, it was called yeah. yeah um i had never really made anything like super serious yet um all it was so far was just like those like shitty little silent rock yeah, yeah. edits where like we'd use iPhone clips and stuff. But um, he hit me up after like he, cause I had known him and we'd, we would always text and stuff. Like I entered the one wave one thing contest yeah. and like all that stuff. And that's how we started like talking and stuff. And then like, we never like, I've still never like just like hung out and surfed with, with Sean. Sean, but like we're so connected on the internet. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm really close to him, and like he's almost he's like very a mentor good. to me. Like, yeah, actually. he's very good in that way. Yeah, yeah, like he's really good. he's just stay he's like been connected with me for a long time now, and I like hardly like actually hung out with him. But basically, like he hit me up and he was like, hey, like, like you should make a video, and I'll premiere it under Innocence. And it wasn't anything where he's like, I'll give you all. The-. Like he was like, to me, like just him saying that was like funding it like metaphorically like that just gave me all the motivation i needed yeah knowing that someone else noticed that i could maybe make something cool yeah and i just started getting after it because i had always planned on making a video but like 
I never had like the motivation or drive to do it. Like yeah. being in school and stuff and like barely having any money and stuff and like no car even. It's like, yeah. like there's so many things to think about, but at the same time, nothing to think about. It's just yeah. like, you're just kind of lost. And um, once he said that, then I was like, all right, shit, let's do it. And yeah. then went to Mexico like a week later with Ian, Taro, Max Beach and uh, started filming and that was like my first serious film, which now that I look back at it, I wish I had, I wish I had a different approach to. I think it's a little corny, but I do like it. But um, but you're always gonna like when you're doing art, you're always gonna be your toughest critic, like in yeah, the sense exactly. of like you're. I mean, I know it from like doing design. Like I hate, I, I people think I'm joking. I hate everything I make. Yeah, yeah. The second sure. I'm done, like when I get a T-shirt printed yeah. and I get it back from the manufacturer, I'm like, no, yeah, there's why always the fuck those did I do this? Thoughts. Yeah, for sure. But um. Yeah, then that leads you to like looking for other people's validation and stuff like that. You're but like, it's also, I think it makes you better, right? Because no, yeah, you're kind of sure. like, you're always hungry. Like if you like, if you designed or like, let's say you edit a film. Yeah. You made a film that was kind of like, this is the most perfect thing. You would yeah. never want to do another one. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah. look at it that way with design. Like if I was like, oh, this is the end all be all no, graphic yeah. I made. I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm yeah, done. For sure. No, yeah. I mean, for me, like my mindset is just like, I'm, I mean, at least right now, I just think like, I'll never stop almost because I don't I don't think there's ever going to be an end goal for me see that's like, good that's a good and way I'm to just like I'm always just gonna try to one-up myself mm -hmm. or just kind of like I even one-up myself just try to make something different every single time and just try to grow from each thing because it was like it went over my shoulder where it's like really artsy really like hipster mm -hmm. shit that was like and it's like kind of like a just like a cute little like short film kind of yeah. thing is the way I look at it and then all of a sudden like I'm like, okay, I did that. I felt like I was trying too hard to be artsy. Then I made Bella Hadid Fight Club. Yeah. And then that was like, like I like that video way more because it was like actually a better representation yeah, yeah, of I how I am as a person. And it's like shorter too. And it's like, but yeah, that whole thing was so cool. Like thanks to Sean for yeah, he hooked me up it. Like he's that. he's yeah. really good. I think the thing that's really good about you know what he does is between the contest and the video stuff yeah. is that. He really puts people out there that don't yeah. get attention and gives opportunities like a sense like, hey, look, I'll promote the shit out of your thing. Yeah. He's like kind of good at that. Yeah. And it's not even like he's like this big guy telling no. me he's going to give me all this money, but literally like just rips at surfing. All the, his art is so cool and Dude, stuff like that. He's just God. a good guy. Yeah. And um just him reaching out and saying that was all I needed. No, he's that a good. Was, it he's, was crazy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Now you're is. working. You're I mean, you told me you're working on something with Nixon Broder. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that about? Um, another another local ripper. Yeah, yeah, Nixon, White Rice, the homie. Um, it's one of my best friends. Um, we don't really know exactly like what the video is yet, but Nixon is like this big filmer guy now. He's yeah. filming. He started filming for like his football team, and yeah, yeah. Now like he does like he's going to college for. He's going ah. Let me restart. Kind of stumbled on my words. Nixon's this huge filmer guy, and. Um, He's filming all these football games every weekend. He's getting paid like a lot of money. He's editing every day as like a stack off hard drives, yeah. like all football stuff or sports stuff. And um, we've always talked about doing a project together because we both kind of have like similar mindsets yeah. and stuff. And um, he just, at the point he's at right now, he wants something that he doesn't have to like, like he wants to kind of have like a passion project that he's not getting paid for, yeah. something stress-free, and then for me, it's just like, okay, I can finally work with the homie. I'm out of high school. Let's kind of like, let's make something. And um, 
It's a very stress-free project. Like, I think there's no deadline or anything. We're just going to film as much as we can and just when the time's right, we're going to put it out. It's you guys surfing, you two guys. Um, I mean, I mean, hopefully Nixon gets some clips. So far, we have no clips of Nixon, but he has this huge, like, red camera that he got because he films not, yeah. high HD, high-quality football clips. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I got to get some clips of him, actually, now that I think about it. But, yeah, it's basically me surfing, then whoever I'm surfing with on whatever day and stuff. But um, it's not going to be what we talked about. is like it's not necessarily going to be like a surf video like we don't want it to be like oh look at this surf video we want it to be like yo look at this video almost like see that's a better approach i think that's more interesting yeah because we're gonna like there's gonna be clips of like me with all my homies at like a party or like me doing art or like playing music like it's gonna be like kind of literally like that palo alto vibe like that like like just high school growing up and like being a bored teenager almost like I don't know like that's these are these are the ideas we're tossing around at each other right now but it could come out completely different like no it's dope beginning stages for sure right now but yeah it's definitely something to look forward to it's gonna be really cool you know the good thing is you don't have like a set idea in your head you have like kind of a framework you're like hey it's sort of this yeah yeah I think it's constantly changing everything we're saying I mean it's organic I mean it should I mean that's how I think the best art usually is like I think if you walk into like even like a painter if a painter looks at a canvas and says like okay here's my plan yeah you have to have a somewhat of a plan like you have to know what colors you're gonna pick but don't think about what you're painting no yeah I mean it's different every time for sure but yeah I think like I'm working full time Nixon's pretty much he's in school and working all his filming stuff and when we get together and film, it's not that often, but when we do, we're like grinding, like literally, like we're getting like clips, we're like, it's 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 a cool little like setup we have right now. But yeah. I mean, also you guys, like we haven't had shit to surf, so I'm sure yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know, I mean, the focus on it isn't just surfing, like I said. Which I kind of like, I, I think yeah. that's important. I think. When you have when you have like per, pieces of like mm-hmm. it's almost like lifestyle media versus like yeah, surf media, sure. right? It's like it's like why don't you just showcase like hey, this is what these people are about. Yeah, and I think sure. brands are also if you want to talk about on the branding side, I think brands are starting to realize that's the way to go. Yeah, for you know, sure. brands are kind of realizing like hey, we could find like if you talk about like the surf world, you could be like hey, this person does like the best nose rides, but if they are not interesting, a brand is not interested. No, yeah, versus they're sure. like they want to see stuff. And like you were talking about being like well rounded, mm-hmm. like you know between surf and skating and the film um, creation the other thing also that you're really into is music and you have yeah, your band yeah so how did what's what's your band about um so we're called bloom uh-huh. um, it's me my buddy Jacob Frericks and Ethan Imler um, I don't know it's just another fun little side project we've played a few shows now and um, I don't know we're you guys played to... in New York right no okay see that's a funny thing everyone thought we played in New York we kind of you... just like played it off like that because we all happened to just go on the trip together oh they're like yo blooms in New York let's go not like, to see that's yeah, what I thought yeah. I thought you guys were actually playing. yeah like my, my parents friends were hitting them up like oh like I saw Patrick's band played in New York and my mom was like did you guys play in New York and I was like no oh, we no. didn't oh. but up until now we've kind of told people like we've just kind of like let it play out like yeah. let people think whatever but um but yeah, I don't know. It's just another thing, like not trying to take it too seriously, but it's something we all love and all we do other than like work and surf and skate is play music and stuff like that. And Being in a band is probably like the best thing you could do in your 20s. It's I, so I, I used to be in bands when I was in my 20s yeah. and it's still, 
It's still like my favorite time of my life. Yeah, it's so fun, dude. Especially it's when like fun. you don't have any plans and you're like, well, fuck it, like this place. Yeah. Is you know, I like I, I like you were saying like you have this gig coming up in San Juan, like yeah. um, which is when? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, this ain't coming out before yeah, tomorrow, yeah, so. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. Obviously, I have a time machine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I and that's again going to the music thing. That's the thing that I find interesting about your filmmaking stuff is like, you have like a big range of music you're into yeah and I think sure. that also helps with like the surfing stuff like I'm so yeah. sick of seeing like same music no I, yeah, like I don't sure. need to see an La La's track again like yeah, I, I don't yeah, want fucking sure. over yeah, that yeah. shit yeah, like no, yeah. or like oh you got a vintage jazz track like fucking yawn yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, over it sure. even yeah. to a certain extent like some of the hip-hop stuff I'm like <sighs> yeah for me I mean I guess like like the log rap thing is the hip hop stuff, but like when he was doing that at that time, no one was doing no, it, no which was, was so sick and stuff. But for me personally, my approach is like, I just don't want to stick to one thing. Yeah. But like I said, like I have a whole playlist just called edits, and I just every song I'm into, and like I even look back and I'm like, this song's whack. Like six, like six months ago, I thought it was cool, and then now I look back and I'm like, this song's whack. I don't think I could ever use it in an edit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, like when you asked me about like like going back a little bit you asked me about like inspiration and all that and like for like videos or surfing and everything it's like it all comes together like yeah like when i say being a well-rounded individual and stuff it's like music art surfing skating being in a band like everything like it's like walking down the street it's all an inspiration and stuff yeah. like literally like um but yeah music definitely like probably i think it was the first thing that like changed my perspective on everything like while I was competing and so growing up competing and everything. Sorry if I'm going back. No, no. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, music definitely changed everything. Like once I heard a couple artists and stuff, I was just like, whoa, like this shit's different. Everything else should be like this almost is like what I started thinking. And then that like the cool music led me to the, like the cool like films, led me yeah. to the cool skaters, led me to the cool surfers. and led me to the cool like artists and everything yeah. like that and it was, it was like that I think music was definitely like the the big like kickstarter for everything for me I get tripped out when I meet people that aren't into music yeah like yeah, I don't like sure. my wife and I like don't understand it like we're yeah, kind of like crazy for we're sure. like what what and they're like yeah oh, we listen to whatever's on I was like what I was like yeah, do, no, do you yeah, just I don't do, understand that do you too. eat whatever gets thrown on your yeah, plate because yeah, I don't sure. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah. Kinda, like, it's crazy to me that too like not not, not being music snobbish but I think that's the thing that I, I find fascinating about music in general is that it does change especially when you're young mm -hmm. it does almost create your morality and yeah like what, for sure like I always yeah. I always make the joke I'm like look I was like people have to understand I'm the way I am because basically Fugazi and Public Enemy yeah, were my yeah. babysitters. Yeah, like for I'm sure. like that's who I am. Like yeah. that's who I, like that's like the person I became is no, exactly yeah. that music. Like no, I literally, yeah. Like for me, like I remember it was probably like sixth grade or something. Like my sister, like somewhere around that age, my sister showed me Lou Reed and Lou, that like that, that was that was it. Like mind. that was actually it. Like that right then I was like holy. Crap, Did you like, watch the Velvet Underground doc? Oh, yeah, on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Insane. It's pretty it's, dope. It's so sick and. That too, like Andy Warhol's whole approach yes. with Velvet Underground, like using them as like an art piece and uh -huh. stuff, was like, like so sick. Like it was crazy. Like, First of all, is... it, it's it's a hundred years ahead of its time. Exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? Crazy. It's like nobody was even thinking of doing something. No, yeah, insane. That's the beauty of that whole movement yeah. that people don't understand. Like people are like, oh, he did like silk screens. I was like, you don't get the fucking yeah, thing. No, yeah. Like it's a bigger package. Like For it was sure, like a whole yeah. like he's like, I'm creating a world. Yeah. That's on so many touch points hitting you yeah. that you don't even realize that's what's happening. No, yeah. That and when you say like creating a world, that's like 
that's like kind of my mindset too is like every project I want to go into like I want to create like my own world within that project mm -hmm. almost and every one of my like biggest influences like you look at Andy Warhol and all these guys and stuff and they ha they like create these worlds mm -hmm. in what they do and stuff and it's like it's so abs it seems so absurd at the time right at the beginning and stuff but then it grows in time and then everyone starts to understand it more and I feel like that's like what the world needs right now in surfing like there's mm -hmm. nothing that like there's things that are different and that are out there but there's nothing that's like what the like what the hell is this yeah. you know what I mean and like that's what's cool to me and that's what I want to try to do eventually however it'll work out but um but yeah that's that's the coolest to me like creating a world and like just making people think and just like like what the fuck is this at first glance and like maybe later they understand or maybe they don't and yeah. no I, I i always think the most successful things in the world are kind of like that like you could you could shit on someone like let's say a martha stewart right yeah like yeah. people could be like oh like she's it's sick, though yeah dude she created a world she had a magazine she created all this stuff everyone bought fucking into yeah. it they were all like like you gotta understand that's she what went to prison too yeah yeah, so uh, she's, yeah. She's, she's, she's real she's hanging out with snoop yeah Dad, yeah dude sketchers ads yeah. but like you know, I even like when you talk about Supreme, like Supreme created a world. Like they yeah. were a store no, that yeah. created a world. Exactly. That yeah. everybody went like no Supreme, no FA, no oh, FA, yeah, no yeah. Dylan. Like, yeah, you know crazy. what I mean? It's the whole yeah. it's the whole thing. And then like I don't know, I think it's something a lot of times surfing misses. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kinda like, let's show the big air. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. no one gives a shit about the big air past two seconds. Like they see the yeah, big air no, and they're yeah. like, Great. Or just like the big air over and over again. Like in the what same is video. That? Yeah. No one wants Which that. I've even been like a victim of I've put like yeah. the same air I've done in a video and I look back and I'm like what the hell was I thinking like no. it's the same air reverse over and over again I'm like shit I could have just put one in slow-mo and call it a day. that's it yeah but it's like you know like it's the thing that they used to give um what's his name shit for um seal tooth what's his name oh Dan Reynolds yeah like yeah, oh he's yeah. putting in slams I'm like yeah dude oh yeah it's the sickest that's definitely a huge inspiration to all yeah. this stuff but yeah and um peace out later JJ See you nice later. to see you. Good to see you. No, no. no you're good. You made a little guest appearance. It's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's like that's those are always the things that hype me the no, most. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, I remember. I think it was either a Nikel Smith or Jason Dill interview on the Nine Club or some little or maybe the Bump podcast, something yeah. like that. And uh, they were saying same thing with FA. Even after Supreme already came out, FA is like kind of like that same vibe of Supreme, yeah, yeah. like very raw and real, like New York, LA and yeah. stuff. And um, when FA came out, everyone was just like, a company called fucking awesome. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, you're gonna, like. Dude, we thought it was stupid. Gonna, yeah, exactly. And then, like, you, all of a sudden, Jason Dill's like, everyone's like, God almost in a way, but like, like weird. Uncle. Like, I don't I'll, even know. Like, yeah, like. I'll, I'll tell you a really interesting story about that. And yeah. I don't mind this being on, on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So when Gino was gonna quit girl, yeah, to ride for FA. So he he this was might have been what I've heard actually. So he's he stayed with me in LA. So the whole story yeah. was this: we lived in LA. Yeah, Gino was staying with us to film this thing for Frederico. Mm -hmm. um, that came out like it was like a chocolate girl like yeah. video it was like this artsy video mm -hmm. like an underwater video like he falls in the water there's a dream sequence oh yeah 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 so he was coming to stay with us. Mm -hmm. every couple of months to film this for it right yeah. and him being a perfectionist he kept on like telling them to fucking throw out the yeah, what yeah. the clips and stuff yeah. so he was at my house he saw dill at supreme yeah they hadn't seen each other in years yeah he comes back to my house he's like and this is right when fa started mm -hmm. i think this is like 
Cherry had just come out. Okay, yeah. So the FA wasn't even really real. Yeah, like it yeah, was just kind sure. of, it was like kind of they just started. Like, oh my God, what is this team? Yeah, and stuff. yeah. And I remember Gino being like, yo, I think I'm going to quit and go ride for Dill's company. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Don't fucking do that. I was like, this shit sounds crazy. Dill is nuts. You know that. he's. This is a, the dumbest idea I heard ever. I was like, Gino, don't do it. Like, do not do it. And so he went back to New York. And then he came back like a couple of months later to stay with us. And he's like, hey, I think I'm going to do it. And I remember begging him. I was like... Gino, don't call Rick Howard up and quit right now. It's oh like the dumbest idea. So like yeah. looking back at it, like and I remember he quit and there was all this drama and stuff. Yeah. Although the thing Gino did really good was that he quit chocolate, but they didn't make an announcement until after the 20th anniversary or something. Yeah, for like sure. They kind of like, hey, do the 20th anniversary boards and all that, yeah. or wherever the fuck it was. And then, yeah. then you can make the announcement. Like he'd handled it pretty good. Yeah, for sure. But now looking back, I'm like, first of all, they're like my favorite company. Mm-hmm. Outside of Quasi, they're like my favorite like skate company. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't see it. I didn't see this being like. No, yeah. For I remember sure. being like, "This is dumb." Yeah, yeah. This is like, I was like, "Oh, this is another one of Dill's like dumb ideas." Because it was a clothing company first. Yeah, yeah. I still lived in New York when they sold it at Supreme, and I remember uh-huh. being like, "This shit is mad corny." Yeah, like yeah, it's for huge. Sure. Like I was like, "Fuck this!" And now looking back, I'm like, nah, "Well, right. that's how the sickest shit starts." <laughs> like if you look at everything that's like, everyone thinks like the coolest, like like Andy Warhol to like Fa or Supreme. It's like yeah. starts off so weird. Antihero is like that because no one understands it at first because it's so different and new and refreshing. And um, you're either with it or you're, or you're not, pretty much. I remember when Antihero came out, uh-huh. I was on a on a deluxe tour for mm-hmm. this company called American Dream Incorporated. I went on tour with them. Yeah. And they're sending, you know, they every tour stop they send you boxes so you don't carry shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> they sent a couple of the first Antihero boards and the t-shirts. And I remember oh, the people wow. I was with were like, because this is, again, the company that I was with was like a very hip-hop urban company yeah yeah that was their whole stee it was like it was like oh shit this is like this is gonna be deluxe's like hip-hop company yeah and they sent the shirts and i remember everyone in the car being like this is fucking whack like what the fuck is this and i remember grabbing it and being like no this is dope yeah like you guys don't realize this is dope in hindsight it's like the deluxe company outside of real that still exists like this was like 1995 that's insane yeah so to your point yeah it's like people don't know now you know, you're talking about like Andy Warhol and stuff. So you're thinking about going to into the world of art academia. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm trying to plan it all out right now. Yeah. So to move to New York. Yeah, move to New York, and it's kind of funny to say it right now because like I've kept it in a very close circle of friends. Yeah. I've told so far, but um, like some friends of mine don't even know this. Uh-huh. But yeah, like planning to go to New York next fall and. Hopefully I get into FIT. That's the goal, and um, yeah, just see how it goes. Now what? Now what about New York? Is like, like why do you want to go there? I'm just curious. I mean, for me personally, like growing up in San Juan is so cool. Don't get me wrong and stuff, but like when people say we live in a bubble here in Orange County, it's like yeah. it's so true. Like it's definitely a cool place to come and live your life and stuff. Like I'm so lucky to be raised here for sure. Oh yeah. But um just like anywhere it's just like the stereotypical thing like you just got to leave for a little bit and like oh yeah I don't know I just kind of want to break from the usual kind of just want like a refresh almost and just I want something new I guess I want to grow like a polar opposite yeah literally yeah and um I don't know and just like I went to New York for the first time like a month ago and it was like so insane like oh. going to Tompkins and stuff seeing all the skaters it's such a different atmosphere and like so refreshing and so sick everyone's so cool like 
it's insane. See, I'm so, I'm so jealous of people like you that have to, that have that experience yeah. because I grew up there. Yeah, yeah. So it just seems normal to me. Yeah, for so sure. So like for you, like I my wife's not originally from there, but she lived there for yeah. 13 years. So she always talks about like, oh, when I, I my my uncle took me to New York and we did all this stuff and yeah, I went yeah, to this nightclub sure. and like for me it's like kind of like I never had that experience. So yeah, when yeah, I hear sure. people talk about, I was like. Honestly, you guys are so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Me, it seemed, but here's the thing that's funny. So see that experience you had there? Yeah. That was my experience, like, going to Malibu the first time. Yeah, that's sick. So, so like, I was... Yeah, yeah. Everybody's so... Like, you know... Oh, like, Sano, even. Yeah, yeah. Sano. So like, that sick. was yeah. totally... Like, I remember we first... Like, I first started surfing. Yeah. I went to Sano with my wife, and I was like, what is this Sano's world? so cool, yeah. It's like being at a skate park down there. It's like, you get a sick wave, then there's people clapping for you on the beach. Yeah. Like, rooting for you and stuff like that. It's like... Like for me, I think like surfing kind of, I just get kind of bored of it almost because like the landscapes are all so similar. Yeah, yeah, of course. And stuff and it's like, even when it comes to like filmmaking and stuff like that, it's just like when you're at the beach and stuff, all you can really film is like the sand, palm trees, a wave, yeah. some people walking on, it's all the same thing. But like, whereas like when you're out in like the streets skating or like out in New York and stuff, it's like you're, you're really out there. Like yeah. you're... Like there's real people just like walking the streets. Like that's not how like it is in surfing at all. And I don't know. That's just kind of what I'm looking for and stuff. And like with the whole filmmaking thing and stuff, it's like I almost think it's like vital for me to get out there and like see yeah. more of that. Because I think I'm just like I'm not seeing enough of it almost. Like I don't know. And I don't think I'll ever see enough. That's good that you're wrong, that hungry. Yeah. I mean, we, Erin and I talk about it all the time. Like our daughter's obviously yeah. growing up here. Yeah, for sure. We tell her every time you're going to college in New York. Yeah. You're not like. Yeah. I mean, first of all, so we're like, look, when you're 18, we're fucking done with you. We want to, like, <laughs> mommy and daddy want to have our lives back. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing, too, is like, you know, like, and I remember being like, I was like, no, no, I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want her to go to school there. But Erin's like, she's like, see, you're not me, like me. You weren't like, you didn't grow up someplace that's not New York. Yeah, she yeah. should go there. And like, yeah, hearing this sure. from you kind of reinforces that. Like, I'm like, oh, um, favorite thing you did in New York when you went? Um, or like, what sticks out? I, Okay, so I was out there because my buddy had a doctor's appointment and we tagged along with him. Okay. And so we had to stay in Times Square. Crazy place And I, at first thought, I was like, yeah, it's not as cool as everyone said. And then I went to Tompkins and I went to the skate park there and that was honestly, like, it was like surreal almost. Like, it was like everything I'd ever, like, imagined and stuff, just like everyone's so cool, like no judgment like there's i don't know there's no pressure from anyone no like there isn't that's the sickest thing just like yeah tompkins that was that was crazy for me and my friends just like skating with all the kids and like hearing kids from brooklyn i like, i talked to some kids and i was like oh you from new york he's like oh, i'm not from like real new york i'm from brooklyn and i'm like what like oh so that's so that's the thing that people don't understand yeah so like i was, I was we, we consider so i'm from brooklyn yeah yeah we consider ourselves our own thing okay for sure people from queens consider themselves their own thing okay people for from sure. the bronx consider themselves like yeah, we yeah, yeah. and people might be like that's weird it's yeah. on top of that then you talk about what part of brooklyn you're from yeah so like when people ask me like where are you from i'm like i'm from fucking canarsie east new york where mike tyson grew up yeah that's where i'm from yeah, for sure. and they're like oh shit like you're kind of like so yeah. it's different like versus like you know Keith Huffnagel grew up in Manhattan so yeah, he's like yeah, I'm from sure. like so it's like for people that aren't from there yeah. they're like well I thought it was so cool at the same time it just felt way more real and I'm no, like no, no, but so I, much I, more personality such, and substance from everyone why I'm bringing this up it's kind of like it's yeah. an interesting part of New York people no, don't realize yeah. like it's kind of like we have sort of different accents like yeah, and meanwhile yeah, we're like sure. within like two miles of no, each other we're like yeah. in this little zone yeah, yeah I mean 
I, I always like I'm a, I'm so happy I grew up there. Yeah. I don't want I didn't want to raise my kid there. Yeah. But I want her to go to school there. If yeah, that makes for sense. Sure. Like no, yeah, for me I don't I don't think like if I were to ever have a family I don't think I'd ever want to live somewhere. Dude, like, it's fucking gnarly. I think of like San Juan. It's like I want to settle here in San Juan, but yeah. like I don't want to live like my transformative years no. working paycheck to paycheck in a place like this. You know what I mean? Like it's just like No, I get it. Yeah, it just seems superficial to me and just kind of like not I don't know not, doesn't seem like real to me almost well it's a trap it's a tra- I mean yeah. look even the New York thing is a trap look I didn't live anywhere else but New York City until yeah. I moved to Southern California 10 years ago wow. yeah. so at 39 I moved yeah, I mean I got wow. my I got my driver's license for the first time in my life two weeks before I moved here that's insane like I'm me. that New Yorker that's like insane. I was a bike yeah. commuter like yeah, I was like yeah. like if I wanted to go somewhere in a car I and would date someone that had a license. Yeah, yeah. Like my wife so had a sick. license. Like, yeah. hey, you drive me to go camping. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not that's get, I'm, so sick. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you like again had that experience. I think New York is like, I shit on it. Like when people are like, oh, do you like going back? I'm like, nah, I sort of don't because it's not the New York I grew up yeah, on. Yeah. But for you, it's like you didn't grow up with the, any kind of New York. So for yeah. you, it's like dope, right? No, it's like yeah, it's I mean, still yeah, it's sure. still cool. Like we went for Christmas and granted it was fucking when it was like four degrees out it was like insane but I remember going it was the first time coming back from there I was like you know what I do really miss it like I do really like I'm kind of like you know what I miss being able to like four o'clock in the morning I want to get Chinese food I walk down the street like you know like I want a slice of pizza why not like who cares like I that's the thing I I like you know we we forget because again I grew up there I'm just so used to yeah, that yeah it's just normal to you yeah yeah and versus being here like I'm like in you know I'm suburban dad guy like yeah, it's kind of yeah. like weird no yeah I heard the same thing from I was hanging out with, I don't know if you know Jan he's like a Sano guy he's from New York I'm pretty sure originally moved out here and uh, he was in that band the Pesos and uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah and I went to his bar one night with my friends and he was saying the same thing just talking about how like he misses Sano and stuff and like he has that same perspective as you it's like and I think it just all comes down to it's just like wherever you grow up and stuff you just got to leave for a little bit or like you know what I mean you got to break away I regret so I regret not doing it yeah for sure yeah like in like now looking back on life Mm -hmm. like I always like think about that that like I was so kind of like New York's my hood like I know it like the back of my hand like I said like besides living in New York City my college was three blocks away from my high school yeah you know like my apartment w- that i lived in was like two blocks away from that yeah, like i yeah. lived like in this bubble yeah within new york city oh, yeah for sure so i think it's like now looking back i'm like you know what like i probably would have had like a more interesting life if i did that yeah. i did come out here when i was 16 for a summer yeah to ucla and that actually again was like mind-blowing to me like yeah, i was like sure. 1990 world industries just started yeah, yeah i was fucking stoked like i was like skating at UCLA every day that's so um sick. yeah but I could talk about that for hours um but we should wrap it up yeah um so I asked uh this question to everybody mm-hmm. uh, well first of all what do you have besides the Nixon uh film do you have anything else that you're working on um I have a zine plan oh actually. cool yeah yeah I I'm just figuring out the camera side settings for the photos how I'm gonna shoot them exactly but um that's the next project and then is that outside of silent rock yeah yeah this is like personal yeah yeah yeah. this is going to be personal stuff um i got a zine i'm working on um other than that just doing things with the band and probably just going to keep making videos what's what's the band's name again bloom bloom and then how do people find it um we don't have anything 
officially recorded yet. There's some stuff. No, on no, but do you guys have a gram account? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. have an Instagram. It's bloom, bloom, bloom underscore. That's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be playing shows around town and stuff. What do you It'll do? Cool. You play guitar in it? Well, we all switch off. Like if like I'm singing, kind of I'm on guitar. If Jacob's singing, he's on guitar. See, I like Ethan's that. singing, he's on guitar. Cause it's like, it's like within the band. Jacob has his songs, Ethan has his songs, I have my songs. It's usually like They're that. all different and yeah, it's cool. I mean, that's how like any band I've been in, like it's like, hey, yeah. this person brings this to the table and it's yeah. like more tailored to their like influences, yeah, sure. you know, yeah. which is which is a thing to, that can be tough to negotiate a little bit yeah. sometimes. Um, okay, um, if you had to pick one wave to surf any place in the world, it could be someplace you've been or haven't been, what wave would it be and why? I mean, for me, it's easy. I mean, just Santa, honestly. See. That's all it is. Like, I'm more about the atmosphere and the energy of a surf break and stuff like that and just the people. And, I um, mean, I love seeing you guys down there. Like, one of my favorite things, to be honest, is, like, when I roll down that hill and I see everybody, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, like, I'm not even from here. I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah, like it's sure. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's, like, the best vibe. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I look at it like a skate park. Not in the way, like, they say trestles is a skate park, but just, like, how... All the homies are kicking it on the beach, maybe drinking beers. You have all the different pockets, like here's the old guys. Yeah, you got old man, those guys <laughs> up there, the kind of high pro guys. You got the four doors, yeah. like, like so sick, yeah. No, it's good. Um, in closing, who would you like to thank? Shout out, whatever you want to do. Oh, freaking everyone, dude. I want to thank you, um, all my sisters, my parents, especially um, the homies in Bloom, all my friends. I don't know. I I can go on forever. There's so many people. The I Rock. Need to you got You got to think. Yeah, the yeah. Rock. The Rock for sure. I don't know. I can go on forever. Yeah. My parents, sisters. I think that's the biggest one. You cover those bases. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But um, should I throw out some names for sure? Whatever you want to do. This is your opportunity. All right. I'll thank. There's so many. My mind's just racing. Um, I hope you can kind of edit this. I don't want it to be like too long of me just. You could do it. This here. is your 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 moment. You could do whatever you want. Thanks to all the homies, Ethan, Jacob. All ah oh, fuck. I, I don't want to miss anyone, so I'm like stressing myself. SJC. Oh, I get so and what nervous. is it? The San Juan. Uh, San Juan Surf Club. Club. Yeah, everyone. Just literally everyone that's ever backed me up. There's so many people that have. See, that's the best way stuff. to do it. And you know who you are. You really do. And. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, for real. Like, I'm the person I am today with all of you guys. Like, actually, when it comes to my parents, to a guy like Sean Tooley, to a guy like you, yeah. to Ian, everyone, like, everyone in between. See, that's awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for sitting down. Yeah, thanks Enjoy for Enjoy New me. York. Good luck. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks, Patrick, for sitting down and, and for just being awesome. Uh, again, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the future with his art, with his music, with his surfing. You know, I think I'm always interested in people who are well-rounded. Like, I'm not attracted to people who just surf or just do one thing. I don't think that's that does it for me because I'm not that person. And so I love speaking to people like Patrick because you get to really see these little elements that wind up going into their surfing, whether it be the music, their fashion, their art they're into, it explains a lot. Surfing is one of those things that I think is really beautiful because it's almost like a full programmed mix of a person's personality. You really can pick up on little things. And Patrick's one that has always fascinated me and I'm glad that he got to sit down. But I wanna get back into tracks, get into some more, um, some more DJ Premier. 
This one is obviously a famous uh, song that uh, part of it has been used on a Run the Jewel song, uh, which you guys may or may not know. So sit back, relax, listen to the tracks, and I'll check in with you in a bit. Peace. Yeah, 
a rap. But fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition. A pain, I'm like Scarface sniffing cocaine, holding an M16. See, with the pen, I'm extreme. Now, bullet holes left in my peak holes. I'm suited up with street clothes. Hand me a nine and out defeat foes. Y'all know my steelo, with or without the airplay. I keep some E and J sitting bent up in the stairway. Or either on the corner betting grants with the CeeLo champs. Laughing at base heads, trying to sell some broken amps. G packs get off quick forever. Niggas talk shit, reminiscing about the last time the task force flipped. Niggas be running through the block shooting. Time to start the revolution, catch a body half for Houston. Once they caught us off guard, the Mac 10 was in the grass. And I ran like a cheetah with thoughts of an assassin. Picked the Mac up, told brothers back up. The Mac spit, lead was hitting niggas. One ran, I made a backflip. Heard a few chicks scream, my arm shook, couldn't look. Gave another squeeze, heard it click. Yo, my shit is stuck, tried to cock it. It wouldn't shoot, now I'm in danger. Finally, it back and saw three bullets caught up in the chamber so now i'm jetting to the building lobby and it was full of children probably couldn't see as high as i be it's like the game ain't the same got younger niggas pulling the triggers bringing fame to their name and claim some corners crews without guns upon us in broad daylight stick up kids they run upon us four fives and gauges max and fat same niggas that catch you back to back catching your cracks in black yo is a snitch on the block getting niggas knocked so hold your stats to the coke price I know this crackhead who said she gotta smoke nice rock And if it's good, she bring your customers and measuring plots But yo, you gotta slide on a vacation Inside information keeps large niggas erasing and they wild spacing It drops deep as it does in my breath I never sleep, huh? cause sleep is the cousin of death Beyond the walls of intelligence, life is defined I think of crime when I'm in a New York state of mind State of mind I'm a gangster, drinking my wet, holding text, making sure the cash came correct. Then I step, investments and stock, sewing up the box to sell rocks. Winning gunfights with mega cops, but just a nigga walking with his finger on the trigger. Make enough figures until my pockets get bigger. I ain't the type of brother made for you to start testing. Give me a Smith and Wesson, I have niggas undressing. Thinking of cash flow, Buddha and shelter. Whenever frustrated, I'm a hijack Delta and the PJs. My blend tape plays, bullets and strays. Young bitches is crazy. Each block is like a maze full of black rats trapped. Plus the album is packed. From what I hear in all the stories, when my peoples come back black, I'm living where the nights is jet black. The fiends fight to get cracked. I just max. I dream I can sit back and lamp like Capone with drug strips on. All the legal luxury life rings flooded with stones. Homes, I got so many bombs. I don't think. I too sane. Life is parallel to hell, but I must maintain it be prosperous. Though we live dangerous, cops could just arrest me, blaming us were held like hostages. It's only right that I was born to use mics, and the stuff that I write is even tougher than dice. I'm taking rappers to a new plateau, through rap slow. My rhyming is a vitamin, hell without a capsule. The smooth criminal on beat breaks. Never put me in your box if your shit eats tape. The city never sleeps, full of villains and creeps. That's where I learned to do my hustle, had to scuffle with freaks. I'm an addict for sneakers, 20s of Buddha and bitches with beepers. In the streets, I could reach her. About blunts, I teach her. Inhale deep, like the words of my breath. I never sleep, cause sleep is the cousin of death. I lay puzzle as I backtrack the earlier times. Nothing's equivalent to the New York state of mind. State of mind. State of mind. State of mind. 
Now I'm licensed, what? Everybody wanna know if I spit my own hits, come to any session, any song in question. Drop 48 new bars on spot like remixes. All hoes do is add on my words like prefixes. Roll thorough bitches deep south from three sixes. Think way past cats' ideas of mad riches. Phone number, bank account, they gon' match your time. What? Nine, 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 nine. And punchlines, get my best thoughts at crunch time. I drop cats front, part two, three months, you want. Shit, pop shit, or some toxic underground gossip. Nah, 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 like shit. What? Charlie Baltimore. Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. My crew is entertaining. The commission. Get it right. Charlie Baltimore. Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. My crew is entertaining. Yeah. Commission. Yeah, now everybody wanna know the price, right? Those salt them for gazes. In other words, be melting they ice lyrically twice. Most of rap cats. So if I dish ya, better have them 48. Master, Mr. or Mrs. Vicious. Teaming BMO with Primo. Jackpot like slots and LV. Reno, casinos. I'll play ginger, but I don't need no D-Rugs to T-Hugs. Niggas wanna see us fall off? Only thing we do is ball off. If it's beef, only thing you do is call off. Talking about salt off, please, we gotta sold up. When we got shows where you at, don't even show up. Niggas need to grow up, step they flow up. Step they diamonds, no blow up, and put they dough up on how I throw up. But no up, catch you on the trolley, you done blown up. Don't give a fuck, fuck, where, where you from? with me. 
get them charged. Uh. Ain't nothing changed. We do our thing for niggas that bang in the yard. Let's get That's what's up, nigga. And your crew is born, and you can get these nuts, nigga. We play hard. Yes, yes, y'all. We back to bless y'all. We do it with finesse, y'all. With the proud of Brownsville on our chest, y'all. Who the best, y'all? Niggas, no better. Put the squeeze on them. Put bees on them. He'll poke holes in your leather. Street dweller, neighborhood good fella. Shrimp set up real steel. Hit us with the dead. The lyrical fitness, the jumps, the dive, the 
number seven is the weapon with the goddess. I'm stepping lyrically, I'm never begging you none. And you ever been my you hear in the best my star?
Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 85. Hope you've been digging the tracks. I just do not get sick of Premiere, to be honest. I think probably out of all the hip-hop music I listen to, I can listen to like anything that DJ Premiere has ever produced over and over again. Um, you know, and I think the amazing thing about him is just the fact that there's just like so much stuff he's done. I mean, New York State of Mind with Nas, that's like my jam whenever I fly into New York. Like I put that on my headphones and I just feel like I'm at home and I just feel so happy. And it's just, you know, that's like, that song is just about being a New Yorker and it just resonates with me so much. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 85. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com for merch, for videos, for a bunch of other stuff we have. We also have a YouTube channel that we're starting to put more and more stuff on, so make sure to check that out. Also, make sure to check out this uh, description on your iTunes player or player of choice for track listings and things that we're talking about. So next up to bat is none other than my man, Ed Factor, South Bay's own. Uh, he's here to talk about the hot dogger. Um, it's one of my favorite contests ever. It's really fun. It's just like, even though the waves are shit most of the time, I think we always have a good time. Um, this year they're changing things up a little bit and I'll let him, uh, do the talking about that. All right. I'm here with Ed Factor, the Ed Factor, long time no see, um, founder of the hot dogger to announce, uh, yeah, what's, what's back. Well, so we are coming back October 14th, south side of the Manhattan Beach Pier. We are, we're changing things up a little bit. It's, you know, it's been about, what, four years. So we just want to start a little new. Um, we got a couple changes, a couple additions. Um, I'm really happy that um, that we got the permit for the south side of the Manhattan Beach Pier. Yeah, because that's a change. I mean, usually it's in Hermosa. Yep. So now it's a, now it's a, a new venue. Similar venue. Similar venue. There's a lot of historical elements to Manhattan Beach that um, that are rad. I mean, obviously the first that comes to mind is the first surf shop was there with Dale Velzi. That's underneath the bridge, right? I would, mean, underneath the pier. He would shape underneath yeah. the pier, and then he got hassled because all the wood. I mean, you gotta understand, it's a completely different time. Like that would be like, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a surfboard, a surfer in the early 50s, let alone with tattoos shaping underneath the pier that's a that's a real badass with a chop like 40 Merc that's like someone just setting up a wood shop like randomly somewhere yeah and they just <laughs> making cabinets they had enough of it and they said you got to open up a shop and there's again no no idea like wow we can actually make this a thing and i mean and then there was literally there's a bar called shellbacks that's a quintessential south bay bar across the street that's where the first shop was and they're gonna actually put a plaque there which is cool and the second big thing um, I'm, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a huge Dewey Weber fan. Um, I love, that's one of my favorite surfers, um, the quintessential hot dogger. Um, they had the Weber classics in the early eighties. Oh, is that where they used to do it? Yep. And that was like, sort of the resurgence of longboarding. Uh-huh. Um, that's when it really came back. The first one I think was 82 with the Pepac. I have the t-shirt, maybe 81. I don't know. Um, I, I did foolishly, not foolishly, but I did win. A, a, a bidding for a bunch of Dewey gear, and I, I'm like, gosh, dude, why would I do this? I just bought a medium. Uh, obviously, I'm not a medium, let alone <laughs> a large. Maybe not an XL. <laughs> so I got, I got one of the jumpsuits that, I mean, I picked it up with Brian Bent, and Brian's convinced that it might have actually been Dewey's because it's small. 
Church. Oh. So we'll we'll see. But anyway, there's a lot of history with that, and I mean, there hasn't been a lot written about the Dewey Weber Classics, and I think there's reasons why. Because I mean, you're talking about the '80s. Yeah. A lot of snow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty. It was a. It was a different time for sure. Um, but it's what really put longboarding back on the map because pre previous to that, what, 68 to whatever. It's when all those old guys who are like my age now, I'm, I just turned 40, maybe started chirping again once they got their shit together, had kids, when you can actually be a blue collar dude and afford, afford a beach house, that ain't happen anymore. No. Not a chance. But um, yeah, so the, it's, it's sort of a little homage to that. In fact, our poster art, is uh, Brian Bent's um, uncle, Rocky Sabo, who should be on the Hermosa Beach Surfing Walk of Fame, hopefully gets gets elected, nominated this year. Um, him actually surfing the Weber Classic from a photo shot from Brian McStouts, who passed away about a year ago, a, a famous South Bay photographer. A lot of good Tyler shots, a lot of 80s. He was on the Weber's team, Jacob's team. So when you see the poster, there's a lot of thought and history behind it. And pretty much that's how we roll anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's always been, I think the thing that's been beautiful about the hot dog events in general, like you guys had that like vintage board thing a couple mm -hmm. times. Like it's really about like, I, I think what I like about it, besides the surfing and the camaraderie, is that someone who like comes up to the event, they actually get uh, a little bit of education about South Bay uh, surf history, which I think gets lost a lot of times. Like a lot of people don't know a lot about um, stuff, but you guys are really good at like doing that, you know, incorporating that into your events. Yeah, I mean the Weber, the Weber Classics. I mean, again, I've only heard lore about like freaking the after party of the Manhattan Beach Armory and Dewey Weber cruising in on a on a beer truck with uh, uh, what's the band Iron Butterfly playing in the Gata de Vida for like 30 minutes. Oh Jesus! And I'm like, I'm not gonna even try to. You're like, not gonna help that. <laughs> no, I can't. But um. Anyway, like, and especially the first year, I'll have to pick up a list. I mean, some of the, I mean, the best of the best were at it. And again, it's previous, it's what put longboarding back on the map. Now, this is like, what, the fifth one, you guys? This will be the fifth one. Obviously, we had with COVID, you know, and then I had to, like, get my shit together with life and kids and stuff like that. Um, Real quick, I, I'm with the ILW 13 longshoring unit. Um, there's a process called casualing where basically you're on call until you're on call with it. whatever work comes down. You have to be at the port, night side, day side. It can, you can work four days in a row, two nights. And one, at one point, I was working 19 days in a row. Oh, geez. Because of uh, the COVID push. And yeah. previous to that, I, I was, I mean, I published magazines. If you guys don't know, I used to do a surf magazine called Drop Zone in, in, in the South Bay. And then I, came up with a business model where I go to like festivals and art shows and say, Hey, let me do a magazine for you guys free. But you know, I, I sell the average, I create all the advertisers, blah, 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 blah. And that, well, with COVID that went to shit cause there was no big events obviously. Yeah. And I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then all of a sudden, and it just went, I can't even explain how crazy it was at the port. No, no, I can imagine. Dude. Well, no, I mean, now it's good that's like slow down a little bit so you can concentrate on this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I got, well, so, so it was three and a half years of chasing it. And the thing about it is it's, it's the way you get in, it's how many hours you have. So they'll say, okay, you have more than 3,800 hours you're in. Yeah. So it's all a crapshoot and you're like, sort of like, oh, if I miss this day, this could, like, I have, I have friends that missed the last cutoff that haven't really worked in a year and a half because of it. So it's like a, it's a very stressful, but like, if you get in, you're stoked. Yeah. And I got in about a year ago and then with all the contract negotiations and 
a whole different world. And I'll tell you what, man, those, those like some of the lashers are some of the most badass people you met. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird culture. And it's really hard to explain in a, you know, in a couple sentences, but like, there's, it's a lot like surfing. There's ships you can't take. There's different jobs you shouldn't take out of respect. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just show up. It'd be like some of the ships would be like sh showing up to, I don't know, a good day at pipeline. You're not going to get, you're not going to get it. Yeah. You're going to wait your turn and then you're going to have to like deal with a bunch of shit. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. But now, you know, it's back. It's one of the contests I know for the last like three, four, three years, like everybody's been like, you've been posting stuff about like with old pictures. Everybody's been asking. So like when you announced well, that it's coming back, I think everybody was like really excited. I was pretty, I was, yeah, I would do once in a while, but I was really radio silent because I wasn't even sure with life. And, you know, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old both going on 15s and 18. So I was like, dude, can I do it? And then I, um, I'm going to blame Joel because I said something funny and he, he put me on blast. I think you were there for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's what probably sh shook, sh uh, poked the bear. That's what he does. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. I think it, so so once that started, that was a snowball effect. And I still wasn't sure. I mean, this was a year ago. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I got to do it. There's a lot of, uh, to me, it's a process of doing it and like hanging out with you or yeah. hanging out with whoever and reconnecting with friends, you know, even if it's on phone or whatever, just to come together and put something rad, you know, and it's crazy where see people have, are at in four years. I mean, um, the process, I always tell myself the process of it is fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand that. I mean, you know, the thing is like, I always tell people like the hot dogger was actually the first one that I stumbled upon was the kind of what made me want a longboard, right? Like that was the thing. Oh, that and was, it was, that was such a clusterfuck, but a beautiful one. No, I just remember showing up to it and I was like, oh, this is what surfing is. This yeah. is what I want to do. Oh yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> like, that was. But see, that's like what's amazing about your guys' events, like that I have to say is like, you know, it's been missed because it's like influenced so many people. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of been like, it's been a place where like a lot of people have met for the first time and yeah. like hung out for the yeah. first time. And so now like it being back, I think a lot of people are looking forward to being like, okay, like we're going to see each other again. And like, who knows who, who, who else knows knew? Who's gonna yeah. Who's going to show up, yeah. you know? Um, I think the, that's the vibe I try to go with. I mean, um, yeah, like I, I'm happy with, you know, we've had some shoot. I don't even know where to begin, dude. <laughs> like, well, let's, let's start here. First of all, what's different now? Because I know you said you've, you guys have made some changes. So what's the changes you've made to the event? Well, um, first of all, we're just doing open men, open women's under 18 boys and girls, and then 46 plus legends. Just because I don't, I, I don't want to be there from six to six anymore. No, it was. This is the one thing I'll say as, as being so, someone who's had a booth there before. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a long day. It's a long day. <laughs> and you got to get there early and, and the party and everything. It's, it's a long day. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, the co competitions, whatever. Um, but I think the things that make my contest unique are what stoked me out the most. For this year, um, if you happen to get sixth place in the open, uh huh, we don't want you to go home. Okay. So we're gonna have a division called the Battle of the Clowns. Okay. So you're gonna be put in one heat, and it's gonna be Super Dogger rules, where basically one wave wins that heat at the very end. So you have to stay around all day. I mean, that's fun. Don't get too polluted at the shell back up the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, my favorite heat of all time 
is obviously the the Sling Pilot Academy Whirly Bird. The Whirly Bird. It's an invite only, and from my see again when I do this contest, I go back and think about all the contests I liked and I didn't like, and I, I was a very streaky surfer. Either I was super on fire and I get in the finals, or I just psych myself out. And I'm trying to leave, like eliminate like all the stuff that would make it serious and make it more fun, you know? Yeah. Like, but um, so back in the day, if you're, you know, being a traditional onboard rider, because we don't like to use the, we don't use the word log. Log is something that was created in the early 2000s from a, or late 90s that we sort of stray away from. We're more traditional longboarding here. Um, and it's funny because what we think a traditional longboard is, like is, 20 pounds lighter than what you, most people think a log is, yeah. you know, because even an, an involvement board with the Green 04A is considered a log and that's not a log. That's a pretty performance chippy board. Yeah. You know, some of the, if you saw the board I'm riding, it's fucked. It's yeah. Like 40 pounds, double 10 ounce oh, with uh, classic weight. And I'm, I'm actually going to be veering to green weight now that I'm old. Look at that set. I know this is pretty, I, and for people who are listening, we're actually sitting on the jetty and finally there's a wave. So, so <laughs> So, um, so anyway, back to it. So back in the day when you'd be like the black, black horse on a traditional longboard, single fin, heavy, you get your ass smoked every heat because someone would just spin to win. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to downplay it. Everybody's a great surfer. In my opinion, if you can do that spinning stuff, that's fucking rad. I could never do it. Right. Maybe I'll take a, I'm going to take a year off and just learn how to do one. <laughs> so. So, at, so I get I get a lot of people that you know wouldn't. This is again how cutting edge my my contest is because no one has the balls to touch the whirly bird. I even bait people online. No, I've seen that, which is like really yeah. Funny. It's like, dude, you're not you don't do a whirly bird, dude. Come on, you don't. Then you don't have a good grasp of real, real traditional longboard culture, man. Yeah. Like my, you know, if I could get bigger names to do my contest, but actually not surf the contest and just the whirly bird. That I'm like stoked. Yeah. To me, that would be like I. You I, never know. Yeah. You never know. So anyway, it's basically back in the day. Anybody spin to win, you lose. So most most times, you you complete a whirly bird. That's who wins, and you get five pilot license. Like you're gonna learn how to fly a plane <laughs> if, you win, if you win that. Yeah. And um, last year was Tony uh, Silvani, which is a, a great surfer. I know he comes from more of the high performance thing. Again, we don't discriminate. We love yeah. everybody. The great surfer. He won our best nose ride. He won no, the best traditional nose ride, and then he won the Whirly Bird. He's he, such a nice guy, too. Such a nice guy. Yeah. He's the Bruce Springsteen of uh, surfing. <laughs> that's he, like a good way to put it. Because he's like the blue collar. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's like a really school. good. You know, whatever. That's what. <laughs> that's like a good way to the, put it. The Bruce, dude. <laughs> so anyway, I'm happy that's coming back. Um, obviously, the Super Doggers coming back. 60s boards. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna I was curious about that. You guys are gonna still do that. Yeah, and then the team challenge. So again, that's coming back. We're basically we're inviting board makers to bring their best boards. And, so that's uh, how you're gonna do the team challenges yeah, based on like yeah, board manufacturers. First year we did it, you guys won, but now it's the last time we did it where it's actually a heat. Yeah. Where like you have a board and you, and you draw straws and or whatever whatever numbers and you have to ride on your competitor's surfboard. Right. The problem is though with that one is all my friends who knew about the, the concept were like, oh dude, I'm gonna make a really fucked surfboard that they have Fuck to everyone over, yeah. yeah. So you can't But it's it. funny because T, uh, Vince Vince won Vince Felix with Kentucky, um, and they they won on a Tyler Balsa that just fucking ripped out there, just really could trim. And it's a team format because again, it's all about spectacle. Yeah. High fiving, and you have to bring your own jersey that everybody's got to trade, and that'll be right, you know, that'll be right before the finals. Because again, 
Do you guys, do you have any any of the teams that have signed up yet or no? We're working on it. Okay. We're working on it. I'll, I'll start it now. I, I just sent the invitations. Because again, the, the, the drawback of, of the South Bay is you're not like coming to surf our waves in real life because they suck. Yeah. So like I, I have to think outside the box. Like I can't charge $175 like some other contests. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so if I'm just Joe Schmo and I just want to enter, and pay hundred bucks. What 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 are my expectations? Well, fuck. You're getting breakfast with the Beach Hut, which is a Hawaiian uh, place in the South Bay that's been around for fucking forty years. And then you're getting yourself a Sammy from Rear's place, it's a friend of mine. Um, so that's part of the deal. There's two meals there. You're at the beach all day. Um, we're again the one thing I try I, I'm trying to do is again scale back on things. So we're gonna do a lot of special like hot dogger stickers. You know, obviously our, our patron saint of hot dogger is Mike Purpose, which I'll go into that. So what we have some funny ass stickers that are coming by. And if you're not familiar with Perp Dog, man, you gotta get it get get educated here. Had the sickest mullet ever in the nineties and early eighties. Like it was just something that Crazy was... airbrush art. Oh yeah, that that, that was seventies. <laughs> I mean I know that was 70s, but that was some crazy airbrush art on those boards. Yep, and we, um, true story, so I went to go to Five Summer Stories with Purpose like eight years ago when I lived with him, and he had a 35-year-old girlfriend, he was like 64. <laughs> so we go there, and his, he's all stoked because he's, you know, got, he's a 65-year-old man with a 35-year-old girlfriend, which I'll not say her name. And we go there, and there's, fuck, there's Jerry Lopez, and... Mike was like, oh, I gotta go see Jerry. I'm like, okay. So I go with him. And then he was like all stoked to show like, oh, this is my girlfriend. He turns around. He's like, oh, fuck, there's my roommate, Ed. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I'll never forget though. Mike's like, hey, Jerry, thank you for my, thank you for the spot in the, um, at the pipeline. And then Jerry, like the most zen kind of way was like, dude, Mike, you, you, you earned it. And that's the third time I saw Purpose cry. Oh, Jesus. And the, I, deep. the irony, though, is 50 years later, who has a soft board? Jerry Lopez. Yeah. We're back in the late 70s. Purpose was given probably the most flack from everybody for being a so-called sellout, when in actuality, he was just trying to be like the first pro surfer and not have a job. Yeah. And the trajectory of his life, he ended up being a bartender in the 80s at the Redondo Beach Pier, which I'll circle back to the hot dogger. Uh-huh. Our after party is back at Nausea's. Which oh, we had a couple years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, if you remember, for Purpose's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a skate park now there. No way. So there's going to be a window of time because, again, less heats. We're done, hopefully, around four. Oh, that's sick. So then there will be two hours because Manhattan Beach to Nosh is about 15, 10 minute drive. There's yeah. plenty of parking. Yeah, yeah. There's... So that, that meal ticket, that that registration you, you paid for, also gets you a meal ticket at Nosh's for free pizza from Nikki's Deli in Hermosa. There you go. So there's three meals right there, including a bitchin' shirt, poster, whatever. And then Brian Bent's gonna be playing. We're gonna be doing something for uh, Purpose's birthday, of course. It will be 75. Oh, so it's gonna be on his birthday. N- not on his birthday. But, but you're like, celebrating. Yeah, we're gonna celebrate. His birthday's in things- on Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, fuck it. And then Hudson Ritchie is gonna be playing. Oh, sick. So the joke with Hudson is he's in this, this surf club called Ho- uh, Hope surf with a hope, uh, hope surf yeah so we want to try to get him back because traditionally if you look at the history of like bay city surf club that's the club i'm in yeah we always get our best surfers poached like when and took drew harrison they took purpose so we joke with hope 
surf uh, club that they have our they have Hudson when Hudson yeah. should be surfing with us. So I asked Hudson to play, but he didn't have a band name. Uh huh. So my other collaborators like, oh, I got a name for him. So his name is Hudson Ritchie in the Bay City uh, All Stars. Oh, there you go. I don't know if that that's not his name. <laughs> so my only my only um, request for him because he played the hot dogger at Nages like five years ago. I said, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He's like, oh, I'm like, hey, can you play Mustang Sally? Because I mean, for some reason, I just that's like the ultimate like beer garden like Mustang Sally, you yeah. know? So uh, I asked him to play it. He's like, no, I can't. No, I, I don't know. This time, like, hey, you got to play Mustang Sally. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm in. Let's do it. There you go. And then he's a, he's a pilot instructor, and it's what connected us with, um, what you might call it, with the uh, Sling Pilot Academy. Yeah. But back to sponsor, Subaru yeah. Pacific, giving us a cash purse, $3,300. South Bay Credit Union, we'll have those big checks. Uh, let's see, Cayucas will, you know, bring us our hot sauce again. Um, Ocean View uh, Law Group, that's uh, Dave Paiklin. If you look at his logo, it might look, look, look it's a... Uh, actually designed by Mateo and Brittany. Um, so he, he's got the best wipeout. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, you know, there's we're getting these bitching. So Billy Maestro with Dive and Surf, yeah. he makes these like killer ass bells from old scuba tanks. Uh-huh. So we're gonna be doing those as the, what you wanna call it, as the trophies. Oh, sick. And the idea though is you get it for a year and you have to bring it back. So we'll have everybody like name. the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So we're doing that for for open men's, open women's. I think that's actually cool. So you, you have to bring it back. You borrow it for a year. You get it for a year. You that's get your it. name on it. You come back. Same yeah. Team challenge. Um. Uh, what else? I think that's. I mean, there's a lot of you know Dewey, Weber, Bing, uh, Tyler, Davenport, LNV, Coastal will be sponsoring. I think that's their team challenge sponsor. So if you win. Besides getting the bragging rights for an entire year, you get the trophy, you get a kick-ass meal with all your team members. That's pretty sick. You know, um, Sunrise will do some fins. And then Tyler, of course, because, I mean, our, our judging criteria is, like, straight-up Tyler. Yeah, his style. You know, like, yeah. I appreciate all kinds of surfing. But that's appropriate for the South Bay. But though. it's the South Bay contest. Yeah, if it's a South Bay I, contest, like, who else are you going to say is kind of the... The pinnacle of like what longboard best, surfing should be. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I, I appreciate all kinds of surfing, longboarding, some more than others. But but like for South Bay, I, I, that's this is my fucking contest, man. Yeah. Like give me that. It's gonna be. Well, no, fun. that's yeah. so, well. Here's the thing. That's the beauty I think of like localized, like small, smaller contests and like heritage contests, like your, your yourself. Yeah. Is that they should reflect this? The, first of all, the surf culture of where they're taking place, but also the surf style of the place. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, what you can't force like a Malibu criteria on a South Bay no. contest and vice versa, but that's the beauty of it. And I think as a surfer, if you want to be a well-rounded surfer, if you ask me like, hey, I want to be a surfer that goes to all these contests. Well, guess what? You're going to have to learn and know how to surf all these different ways, which are appropriate to the wave and the culture that's there. Yep, you're gonna have to surf really shitty beach break. Yeah. I'm sorry, the left might be working, the right might be working, but I can't guarantee you it. You have to know how to turn. You have to learn how to turn. You you know how to like get a little bit vertical and hit the lip. Um, it's 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 a whole different deal. Um, this one. This one might. You know, it's usually a, if it pops over the rock like a little bit like that, it will. Yeah, look, there's like there's a little bit. Yeah, I haven't surfed here in years. It's um, the rock. It's always the thing. Yeah, so basically, I mean, it also comes with the, it, my contest is a lot of luck too. Yeah. Because the waves are so shitty. Yeah. 
Again, that's why I had to play. Dude, what about that one year when you guys had that classic division and it was like fucking overhead oh, and oh, fucking dude. people were going to die? Yeah, so what I heard... <laughs> that was, that like was that, so scary. That was the year David Nueva was our celebrity judge. <laughs> that was fucking And so I heard scary. after that he's never wanted to come back to the hot dog. <laughs> dude, it's so... That was 2007. People were going to die. <laughs> that was so fucked. It was so like, fucked. So and then 2008, we had Smaller Surf. I think 2019 was about the same. And then um, we, I think 2019, we introduced the poker chip seating. Yeah, yeah, they did that. So you have a poker chip, and yeah. that's your number, and you draw it, and that's how your seating is going to yeah. be. Yeah. Except for if you're our buddy Mike Schmidt, we're going to make sure you have the hardest heat possible because we do that every year. Um, who <laughs> do you do you guys have any of the judges picked out or? Uh, we got a lot of the volunteers in the Bay City Surf Club. Okay. Um, same judges we've had every year. Uh -huh. And if you look at um, who's won my contest, uh -huh. there hasn't been really like a. It's always been all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the same thing, which is great. Like I mean, our South Bay guys. I mean, the Achilles heel is you know partying. Yeah. And I, I think with the shellback, you know, walking distance from the pier, that might not take, be good. That might take a couple of us out. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just. I, I, I'm talking to one specific one. Again, I can't give favoritisms, but he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm like, dude, it's in your fucking backyard. You surf like the criteria. Fucking try. Yeah. Like, here, and I just sent him Rocky videos. <laughs> get him, man. To get him, man. Like, dude, just try. <laughs> just go up and if you lose and you try, you, you tried your best, so what? Who cares? Yeah. It's a contest. So, um,. Now what are what are the hard dates? So the date of the contest is the fourteenth, one day only. And what is the cutoff day for the signups? October eighth. Okay. And we're about halfway with capacity. We could always leave, need a little women love. Okay. Because for you know women for some reason in beach breaks don't really. It's a tougher it's a tougher draw. I mean, the worm will be there. Thank God. She'll be there, so she knows she knows her way around a shitty beach break. Yeah. Um. And where do people sign up? Uh, Hotdoggers.org. Hotdoggers.org. Yeah, you could. It's it's. And we'll have a link to it in the episode, so you could kind of like just do the, just do the the the, the episode. Uh, what you call it? The description, and we'll have the link there. Yeah, I mean, just bear with me. I'm not a professional. As when I talk. Oh, another sponsor that's coming this year. I forgot. Caton. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Caton Six. So heritage brand. Yeah, Caton with the whole Mike Purpose connection in the late '70s. Drew Harrison. Um, they're they're one of our sponsors. Like you know. Pull out Sinman, Nages, Chevron, Chevron. Oh, and then uh, Gas Cards. Gas Cards, yeah. Snake Eyes Surf Club, who's also a fellow Longy. He did some contests over the, the summer. He's just doing it for, one, for, for fun. I met him actually, and I thought he was like the dude from his video, some like chubby dude with like with a snake hat and like a bunch of Mickey Mouse paraphernalia. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're the Snake Eyes guy? You're, that's not you? And I had other friends who thought he was some dude that. He actually paid to do his video as a joke. So he's sponsoring Best Wipeout. No, 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 I'm sorry. He's sponsoring mo the Tandem, which we totally ripped off Joel. Best Tandem. Um, and then Shane. Jonesy. Jonesy. So I heard there's going to be a return of the Whiskey Tango. Uh, he said that yesterday, yeah. And Shane's one of my favorites. Again, I, I, as a director, I can't say who's my favorite or whatnot. I'm very whatever. But I love watching Shane surf. He can actually whack a lip. He can turn. And you know, like when he's on, he's having fun. He's like one of the most fun dudes to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's why he can pull off being different characters, you know? Yeah. So 
he, he, there's, there's, I guess the whiskey tango is coming back and it's been four or five years. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see that, especially, but then you got that shell back, right? Like literally like that could take down a lot of people, man. Yeah. Um, in closing, one thing I wanted to ask you about the contest, what are your hopes for a contest like the hot dogger? Well, I don't know. As, as I think I would talk to you, I, I always plan like it might be my last because we might like be told not to do it anymore. Yeah. Cause we might be, you know, bending a little bit of the rules. Um, so I, you know, just to have a good time experience, you know, South Bay culture. Cause we have a different, we have a different slant yeah. than everybody else. Uh, it, nothing's right. Nothing's wrong, but this is pretty much a accumulation of my experience, you know, and our humor and our fun. And if people get it and they want to come out and they come every, and then we always get the same people coming every year because they get it. They, they drank the Kool-Aid. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the hot dog or Kool-Aid. they got it. And then sometimes we get big names that don't want to come back, you know, whatever. Fuck it. I mean, we're just here to have fun. Yeah. I think, I think contests like this, for me, it's like, no matter where they are, good waves, bad waves, it's all about experiencing the local surf culture and the people and just having a good time. And I think you guys do a really good job of that and I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm I'm stoked to thank you for taking the time to interview yeah, me yeah. again. I mean, <laughs> Down there's, the street. Not, there's not a lot of people that like to talk to me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> well, so, you're fun to talk to, so it's fine. You know. I also, like again, I always talk about the event as being like, there's two or three things that switched me onto longboarding and one of them was me stumbling upon the first hot dogger and and it was like me being like what the fuck that was like this is what i want to do this is my shit like so it's kind of like i always look at it like that and if if your if your event and events like it have that ability to like influence people and inspire people that's all you could hope for yeah i mean we just go out and be and like if people get the vibe or just it's one day a year and hopefully it brings you know brings joy to people's lives and you know like i don't know I'm a little stressed out thinking about it because witnessing a contest the other couple weeks ago, it's like, dude, a lot of fucking work, man. No, it's a lot of work. But I have a lot of good volunteers who are helping me out and uh, a lot of, you know, I'm just the whole, we'll be all right. Yeah, you guys will be fine. We'll see you then. The beach will be good. The beach will be, we'll just, again, hopefully we get a little luck. We get a little luck, you know, it's a good time of year for that area. The tides are okay. They're not too drastic, um, and it is what it is. So you guys should all sign up now, but not look at the surf report. There you go. <laughs> Don't look at the surf report. Sign up. Well, thanks, Ed, for sitting down, and we'll see you at the contest. Right on. Thanks so much, Ed, for sitting down. And also, just like thank you for bringing the contest back and for being you. And you know, again, the hot dogger is a contest that really opened my eyes and to the community around longboarding, not just longboard surfing, but the community and who's involved and the smiles and the joy and the thing that I think that attracted most of us to it, you know, the camaraderie and the family. So um, even if you're not entering the contest, please come down. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I'll be there. I'll be doing some audio pickups. I'll be hanging out, shooting some photos. Um, but I think a lot of cool people are entering this year, so it'll be a lot of fun. But enough of that, um, want to get back to the tracks, want to get back to a little bit more premiere. So sit back, relax, listen to tracks. I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace. Yeah, yeah.
vinyl days DJ Premier, that's my homie, that's my idol On the road to success, but y'all idol on the beat, rap pack, motherfucker, let's go, here we go, let's get it on. All I need is one mic, one pen, one pace to ignite Subject matter heavy, but the flow is MC light You mad as fuck, all you see is red like a conservative All the critics do is talk, I'm really not conservative Hell is high, and we can make your residency permanent Several shots, they tying up your body with a tourniquet Let them rock, it's obvious that he don't know who turn it is Keep my circle tight-knit, cause people move deceitful Money and greed will expose you to the root of evil Already proved myself, not worry about who's my equal Far from an anti-vaxxer, but I move the needle Shit got me wondering if what I do is legal Fuck it, I'm going a hundred in this Buick Regal Fuck it, I'm going a hundred playing Beanie Siegel You still run that old game like an EO Geo You looking for me? I'ma be in Rio Sunbathing off the coast, sipping Pinot Grigio Out the country so much, they like easy gringo Straight off the two-track, don't need a single Traveled abroad for my catalog Made all this money recording rap on my Macintosh, call it applesauce Even with the cameras off, I be spazzing dog Drum machine analog, the North Face camouflage That lo-fi dusty Panasonic with the tracking off Marijuana smoke, fill the air like LA traffic smog Come on homie, listen to the voice of reason Yeah, you talk a lot of shit, but don't want the beef like a vegan Was passing through like the Ox channel And then I fell asleep on you, shit, we call you the golf channel I'm barbecue grilling these rappers in croc sandals Got money to cop lambos, but I'd rather chop samples Many lines, many rhymes, shit Gutter like Pennywise Shout out Big Brother, got many eyes I'm like Malcolm peeking through the mini blinds Fucking with logic, that's the reason that you stop breathing Cardiac arrest, caught you at your chest Shoulda wore a vest, now you all a mess You no kind of threat, you shoulda wore a dress Polo high tech with the navy crest Cut from the cloth, you couldn't thread with a needle Bought this shit at Fred Siegel, got your bitch spread eagle The revolution won't be televised, they telling lies They wanna strip your soul away and lead you to a well that's dry That's why we in the kitchen cooking, know you smell the vibes Then stick to your ribs, shit, no frozen fries Go against the gang, get pulverized I'm at the crib, watch, watching Cobra Kai Thinking to myself, goddamn, how old am I? Rose through depression like a rose, I was destined Your bro reaches goals like he rose with the left hand When life takes a toll, I suppose it's a lesson Question, how you woke, but you slept in Treading on your rappers like Midas for over 10 years Without changing tires, shit, I should probably check the mileage Back on my hustle, got packs in the double Push rhymes like, wait, yeah, you know I'm taxing you double I'm in the pocket like a running back, run it back I bought your new shit, hey, run me my money back Fly by night, this that fly like Mike ESPN, better get those highlights right Perform better when the lights shine bright You looking like food, it might get fried like rice The one the chef favorite and I turn into Gordon Ramsay I seen cats set a whole soul for a Camry I seen your favorite artists do the most just for Grammys I seen a grown man lying just to get the panties I'm cooking like grannies, the recipe is sick and we got extras in the pantry I'm going super sad just to represent the family I think that's why the haters can't stand me I'm not the socialite type But my vocal's quite right I'm still spitting raps like it's open mic night I'm still getting played from the hoes you might like I'm still getting paid off the flows you probably bite It's like see, 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 see the bigger picture So we can profit all around This is for my real hip hop fans
knuckles, let's go. I call this the stadium shaker. Right hand coming from the ear. Crack, cranium breaker. I don't give a fuck about the stories that make you. What I'll pop you and be out before the law can take you. In the game, I'm an OG. Nigga, face it. When I'm in the room, y'all faces get basic. Nigga told his man, see that nigga bumpy knuckles? He gonna stay with two blickies right through his 60s. Hard, stands, tighten hands. Bumpy throwing knuckles with lightning hands. These beats bang hard like pots and pans. On Primo, you get Freddy Fox in hands. Come on. Yeah, boy, this shit yeah. is hot. Shake the room. Hip-hop is terrorizing the spot. Shake the room. New York City block on the rock. Shake the room. We got a club banger. Get Let's off rock. the job. When a DJ want to show you he nice, he spin wax. When rhyming is a part of your life, you spit facts. When MCs step on stage with a nigga who don't give a fuck who you know, they fall back. Talking to a bona fide pimp with the 45 on him type limp. I dare you to say something. Standing on the side of the stage, couple of goons might check. Premier play something. You ain't big enough for me to get a rep on like 25 pounds. I put it down, hit the bench, 300 on the rack. Two deep breaths and I throw that shit back. Like a shot of yak. Word up. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Let's go. Shake the room. We getting it in, baby. Yeah. Shake the room. Freddy Fox uh. on the Shake the room. What the fuck do you motherfuckers know? When MCs fall off, the pain is felt. From the bottom of the deck, the game is dealt. These punk ass niggas with their blowjob deals, I miss school. Fuck how Solar feels, I step to you. Show you how the crowbar feels, put knots to you. Speed like over this hot shit, you always wanted to be like. Boy, here's a green light. Come on, hands in the air, I'm the king of this hair. Even though it ain't fair, there'll never be an air. Hands in the air, ladies, titties out, titties out. Now we stomping your city out. Come on, shake. This shit is straight yeah. up. Crack. Shake the room. A world premiere, break your back. Harder. We got a blood banger, homie. Word up. Shake the room. Got something to say? Shut the fuck up. Come on. Bumpy on the block, I got a banger from Perm. Boom bap underground. When will you learn? Bumpy knuckles, primo. We making moves. Collection bangers, shaking rooms. Come on, shake. Yeah, boy, this shit yeah. is hot. Shake the room. Hip hop is terrorizing the spot. Spit by goon, and I'm better than I was yesterday. Afternoon, a lot of y'all niggas is rhyming wounds. And how we get them out, we shake the room. Come on, shake. Come on, y'all, yeah. let's go. Shake the room. We getting it in, baby. Yeah. Shake the room. Freddy Fox on the motherfucker. Huh. Shake the room. What the fuck do you motherfuckers know? What up? Bumpy Knuckles, DJ Premier's collection. And what it means to shake the room is to get all the haters. Out of your space, shake, 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 shake the room, shake, 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 louder, shake, 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 shake the room, shake, 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 shake. The next high, lean with the red eye, mean on the MI, rhyme sharper than the light beam on a Jedi, supreme wide test eye, indeed I rep mine, agreed minor league is fatigue, try next time, world war 4 whenever we'll deck rhyme, physical grind, 
go subliminal, call me on direct line. Heads fly, F the next guy, I your best buy. Shorty like let's ride, took me on a sex drive. NY, creep like bars, chili and left eye, don't sweat mine. Move from the gate, brothers respect mine. Cool with the broad, yes I'm moving it hard, yes I'm. True as to do it, whoever disputed you, wreck time. Yes I, leave your head twisted like a red tie. Deck amphetamines, they feeding for the next line. I let it off, I let it off, I let it off, set it off. I'ma stay about my biz fucking outcry In why you outside Made to make your rain fry Greater than a Dane I Take over your lane I'm Doc Ellis when I aim high Shanghai abandon Abandon them when they're standing And randomly reprimand them Esoteric is insane I stay rope chain fly Pterodactyl hang glide Bill O'Reilly kill a grave filler Yeah the same guy You like watching pay try Switch it up on dumb joints At one point I find them motivating Like my son's voice Nah I mean are you the youngest On the track of brain Track the beam rap regime AOTP that's the team I'm Reggie Lewis from the key Solidify the sucker free Critics pretty much agree This shit is good a luxury This is Skywalker fam Jack Kirby freehand Right with a dark side Seven let them cuts ride I, I, I let it off I, I let it off I, I let it off Set it off Recognize the king The live is king I let it off Set it off Kick off like a gauge Then seek the stage you, you want the raw It's pure and uncut Kick off like a gauge Then seek the stage It's pure and uncut Spin it back, I'm in it and I'm in it flat This cats love it, and they ain't even into rap Rhymes on your mind like a fitted cap What I spit is crack, salutations See him tip your hat, man he been a Mac He don't gotta ask where the bitches at Picture that, thick chick sitting in his lap He a diplomat, VIP status and he strip him at Alien flow, getting visits from the men in black Anybody want it, they can get it, call the medevac Transport a manslaughter, you don't wanna set it Jack, let it clap, you won't even leave with your head attached Back pedal and pedal back Rebels will turn you to scrap metal and burn up your back metal and murder the track Rebel in the fact when devils attack We live on the flat with the powerful lies Sit on your hood like a feral cat I'm out of my mind I let it off I let it off I let it off Set it off Recognize the king The love is king I let it off Set it off Set it off The mic and premieres on the brakes. Now we got white kids calling themselves naked. 
fingers, the tables turn as the cross is burned. Remember, you must learn about the styles I'm flipping, how wild I get. I go on like a space age rocket ship. You could be a Mac, a pimp, hustler, a player, but make sure live you is a dope rhyme say. Never let no one know how much dough you hold Cause you know 
That try to breed jealousy, especially if that man fucked up. Get your ass stuck up. Number two, never let them know your next move. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Take it from your honest. Uh huh. I done squeeze mad clips at these cats for they bricks and chips. Number three, never trust nobody. Your mom set that ass up properly, gassed up, hoodie the masked up. For that fast buck, uh-huh. she be laying in the bushes to light that ass up. Number four, know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Number five, never sell no crack where you rest at. I don't care if they want an ounce, tell them bounce. Number six, that goddamn credit, get it. You think a crackhead paying your back, shit, forget it. Seven, this rule is so underrated. Keep your family and business completely separated. Money and blood don't mix like two dicks and no bitch. Find yourself in serious shit. Number eight, never keep no weight on you. Them cats that squeeze your guns can hold jumps too. Number nine should have been number one to me. If you ain't getting back, stay the fuck for police. Uh-huh. If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen. They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting. Number ten, a strong word called consignment. Strictly for live men, not for freshmen. Uh-huh. If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no. Cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell, snow. Follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh-huh. up. If not, 24 years on the wake up. Slug hit your temple, watch your frame shake up. Caretaker did your makeup. When you pass, your girl fuck my man Jacob. Heard in three weeks, she sniffed a whole half a cake up. Heard she suck a good dick and could hook a steak up. Gotta go, gotta go, more pies to bake up. Word up, uh. Crack King, Frank Wizard. Uh. volume 85 uh hope you like the tracks hope you've been digging premiere did get sick of it like i don't think you should um again he's touched a lot of music i tried to really go into some new and old stuff some stuff that's like pretty pretty rare uh that people really don't know uh but the one thing is there is definitely a consistency to dj premiere sound for me it's like i think the thing that i always associated with it was like how subway tracks sound there's a consistent beat to it, but there's all these different people and different sounds that come in and out that are somewhat familiar, but they're being portrayed in a different context. And I think that's how I've always looked at his music. Um, so yeah, I hope you've been digging it. But enough of that. Uh, let's go into some short takes. So the first short take we have is this uh, for pleasure only video, which is really cool. Really dig it. Found this the other day. And it's an interesting video because it basically uh, is uh, Darshan Gooch uh, bringing an old board that Doug Hote created years ago. 
1967. So it's kind of that transition era board. And it's him surfing it and they're talking about it. When I watched this video, it reminded me a lot about when I sat down with uh, Hank Bizak years ago because Doug pulls out this like file box that basically has every board he's ever produced. And I remember when I sat down with uh, Hank, he did the same thing and it just kind of blew my mind when you realize that these legacy shapers have touched so many boards that so many people's feet have touched and has touched so many waves, it's like unbelievable. Like what's gone through from their mind to the, their hands to the ocean, it's like unbelievable. So I think this is just like a cool video to check out. Um, it's about like seven minutes long. Uh, we have a link to it in our episode description, but you should definitely you know, peep it. The second one is uh, a video uh, done with Leah Dawson about her quiver. One thing I've always loved about Leah besides being an amazing person is her ability to surf all different kinds of craft, you know, from longboards at Sano to 20s at um, Sunset. She just surfs everything. And I think I love seeing these quiver videos from people who surf all different kinds of boards and all different kinds of waves and all that. So you get a feel of like what it's like to be a well-rounded surfer. I'm more attracted to well-rounded surfers than like even like specifically long borders or specifically short borders or that thing. When you have people that can surf any kind of craft depending on the condition, it's always very interesting to me. And this video does a really, really good job of that. Um, so you should check it out. The third short take we have this episode is it's called the worst video ever made from Silent Rock. And I love the Silent Rock crew both as people and what they produce surfing wise and as surfers i think what they do is kind of my favorite thing in surfing recently you know i was talking to patrick about it like it's very much like zini feeling you know it's like sampling from movies and all this stuff and then like kind of mixing music together and look they use a dope biz marquee track as popular as that track is you can't ever fail with like a biz track it's just like so dope to listen to but it's got Kevin Svarna in it, it's got Ian Gatrin, it's got David Organa. Um, check it out, we have a link to it. Support Silent Rock, support what they do. Um, you can't silence the rock, that's what I say. Uh, but anyway, thank you for coming back uh, to the Bodega Board Crew podcast. I know it's been a while. Uh, again, I just need a break. I need to fall in love with surfing again. And I think I might not be falling in love with surfing again, but I think I'm on maybe the second or third date again, you know, jitters. Um, butterflies, um, holding hands. I'm, I'm about there. I haven't kissed yet. Um, so I think it's kind of going in that direction. We have a bunch of interviews uh, that we've kind of bagged and that we're going to be releasing over the next uh, couple of weeks uh, going on a regular schedule. But we're back, baby. You know, go out there, have fun, support each other, support people who are marginalized as much as you can if you have the ability to take care of yourself first take care of your mental health but go 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 help other people you know do that it goes a long way because the ripple effect of helping people really does matter but we'll end this on our famous words go out there don't bust a craze on a wave say hello to each other and i'll check you out next time peace
Actually, that's really cap. Had him conceited all the way up and leaning back. I know they be popping shit. She only hot when rim crack. In my presence, they be on my dick like little Jimmy hats. Acting like I ain't the reason these bitches can't even rap. I'm also the reason y'all know these bitches can't even rap. Try to spread a rumor that I'm ugly, bitch. I'm pretty black. Then try to line, paint an image that I'm really fat. Hold whenever I want, I can throw strap. Only thing fat is these pockets and this motherfucking kitty cat. Y'all be on some she hit me, so I'ma hit her back. I be on some she hit me, so now she getting clapped. Birds of a feather flock together, y'all be in a pack. And to do anything for the cheese, yeah, you been a rat. I rap when I wanna, I stop to have my daughter. Was flying PJs when y'all was wearing pajamas. And I'm signed to myself so they can't jerk her. Some caught more suits and cases than a TSA worker, motherfucker. Daughter of a gun, I spit it like a bullet. Yeah. That's literary caution, I should win me a puller. So I don't show cars, I show face without the hoodie Fat. up. Change my perspective, think like L Boogie does. Uh, I was never late, never. Mm, y'all was just early. Real. Never fall short unless the shorts come with jersey. Ball. Life never straight, that bitch hella curvy. Uh. I'm my biggest fan, I wear my shit out like Kirby. Boss. Pierre, Pierre, yeah, I'm bubbling, baby. Never switch pockets, only refill them like the baby. Wham, wham. Wham. Y'all cry, I'm on a different tier. Yeah. We ain't the same, me and you, we got some different fears. Talk. Jerry Talk. Lorenzo, this G-O-D flow. Talk. Word Talk. to the North Star, I rep East Coast. East Coast. Road to success, come with a bridge like EFO. E-fo. Today they want to peel, but back then it was kilos. Why Primo hit me, cause he know I'm dope. Rap like I got a big dick and niggas choking. Never had an urge to be the wave, I'm the fucking ocean. Real if shit. you can't see that, then you just a blind turtle. <laughs> Shell shock when I hit block, block. Niggas know when I rhyme, it sound like a glock, glock. Ask me where I'm headed, motherfucker, to the top, top. Can't rain on my parade, ain't no raindrop. Up with beef and the money mix up, skirts slip up, a few fights, few stick ups. Then one little thing just leads to the next. And here come them hot boys to breathe down your neck. Now you gotta pack up, flee from the rest. And just a week ago, you was free from the stress. I guess it is what it is. Creeping on the come up, Fix is yours for the taking. on the come up. I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful. You know the saga, who lava, who hotter, who shot at who at the Vermada. I knew about beats since Bambada. Before B Street, streets was heavily deep with the riders. Guns and money, some was hungry. Dysfunctional families, they come from junkies. Jail birds who wanted warrants, jumping countries. Just jungle surviving like a bunch of monkeys. Mark dollars, DEA knocks with collars. Niggas snitching, and still got the heart to holler. Hot chicks and short skirts and damn near topless. Play fly, nigga, I should stay high and just ride dick. Can't call it too fresh to spoil 
it Two steps to war with Grew up next to all this So understand I know from first hand The lives of a church man Hive is first grand Creeping on the come up Preachers y'all so take it Creeping on the come up I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful Creeping on the come up Preachers y'all so take it I'm rather unique I'm from the place where Jails is packed, the streets is whack It's even worse when your rope is tapping your beef for sack Wifey's getting feisty, she's beefing back Though it's unlikely, it might be a visa's max The coke is up, so now cushions rose us up And the vegans got the game in the cobra clutch The D's and the Capri's too close to duck But what the fuck, they can suck on some coconuts The stress is real, the drain's all a sex appeal Nothing left but jail death for a record deal Vibes is weak, hoes wanna slide and creep Even fiends got a thing for that hide and seek Stick up kids, kidnap, switch up cribs It's still crazy how them cocksuckers hit up big Pockets gone, the state of hip-hop is wrong You want more than log on to az.com I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful Creeping through the fog Season's greetings Now feeding season can start Oh my god Look alive Looking like I live life On a crooked line Doing fine You want maximum stupid I am the guy First of all Fuck the fucking law We is fucking raw Stay ta ta Oysters on the half jail Switch your ball Life a bitch And the pussy fish Still fuck the raw I'm a dog I'm a dirty dog Ha 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 Oh dirty bastard Go in your jaw <laughs> Shimmy shimmy y'all Got the semi in the hemi Go and gimme gimme y'all Pugilistic My linguistics RJ Ruder damage y'all And I rap Pornographic beat set up the camera There's a runner, he crushing, there's no discussion I used to be munchkin, I wasn't supposed to be nothing Y'all fuckers corrupted, I'm up to something disgusting My pockets are plumper this season, I love the couple I'm afraid of nothing but nothing, this ain't it something 
Warmongers are dumping a point and click at your pumpkin. You're suffering disruptions, so put your kids in the oven. Fuck a king or queen and all of they lost subjects. I pull my penis out and I piss on they shoes in public. People, we the pirates, the pride of this great republic. No matter what you order, motherfucker, we what you stuck with. I used to love Bruce, but living my vida loca. Help me understand, I'm probably more of a joke. When we usher in chaos, just know that we did it smile. Cannibals on this island, inmates run the asylum. Ooh, la la, are we weak? Hey. Yeah, uh, yeah, for every pair of lines I spit, I leave you paralyzed and bent, so clear a path. 
if you're not parallel to my paragraphs Apparently if they say I'm better than you There's no reason for me to put myself on the pedestal Moving forward ahead of you Like you riding a bike and you can't move to the pedals do Nobody teams comparable Niggas falling so fast they need to pull the strings on the parachute So stop the comparisons and compare it up under American soil We can start with the letter U S Food for thought, thought for fools When niggas will take a life for the Jews and the pair of shoes The hood is out for dollar signs We trade the heaven skies for a slice of the devil's pie Tried to make it my downfall But see, all I know is the tall audiences Applause for the curtain calls All the best now is spitting the truth I use a letdown like convertible roofs I see the mic and murder the booth Nah, killing shit precise like a snipe That's on top of the roof high. You, you love my style, cause I'm not what you used to Caught in the matrix It's out of hand, how the man got gotcha. you In my danger field like riding you, 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 you love my style, cause I'm not what you used to Caught in the matrix It's out of hand, how the man got gotcha. you In my danger field yeah. Four finger ring rap, sling slang, pharaoh the flow's good You couldn't hang if you was being rains and rosewood Couldn't strain together some shows if hoes would sing together with soul for you in the UK with the doze good I'm Billy Joel, I'm really soul, might dust off some red vinyl that's really old And shot drums on the road while I'm shotgun with a wireless NBC 4000 I got one, I bomb crews, I'm hot I'm cool with top gun but not The fonts of Tom Cruise I got a pool of lyrical warning shots that you shouldn't respond to Like pant legs around the ankles of hipsters I'm tight, paint a more visual picture than pics or get more Skull and skeletal or rip fuel While y'all bite like parasites and pit bulls you, you, you love my style cause I'm not what you used to I'm caught in the matrix It's out of hand, how the man gotcha Yeah, in my danger field like riding you, 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 you love my style cause I'm not what you used to I'm caught in the matrix It's out of hand, how the man gotcha it go punch, shoot, stab, kill, smoke this, sniff that, nigga pass the pills Niggas rapping about daffodils, tree hugger, that's when the cat slap your grill P-mug ya, my defense offense, offense nonsense Drunk with the goofy on, bring it to my law bed Call Kent with the glasses off, power fucking love with lane cause the ass is off Crib tonight, but I'm a blood today, Latin king tomorrow, keep it caliente I send Spanish niggas to visit your label, ref for me hente and take your digital cable The guard hard body, I ain't physically able, to test me, I'm gently, this whipping is fatal uh, Blast sketch, y'all niggas is past sex Acting like a boss, get lost, what up, ex? You, you love my style, cause I'm not what you used to Caught in the matrix, it's out of hand, how the man got gotcha. you Yeah, in my danger field like you, 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 you love my, my, my style, cause I'm not what you used to Caught in the matrix, it's out of hand, how the man got gotcha. you Yeah, in my danger, yeah, in my danger field, danger field, danger field.